D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Ah, it's the zoo book. Yes. What are you doing with it? I have a book that's entirely about the zoo. (laughs) And one person named Chris said, I want you to sign it live on the show. Oh, okay. And I got news for you. If you're like, I'm going to order the book and get him to do the same thing. No. Back up a little. This is the last one. Back up a little. We started selling your book, This Team is Ruining My Life, in stpnshop.ca. That's right. And we don't just sell it normally, like Amazon or Indigo or one of those other big box stores. We sell it, and there's a little box on the site where you can customize a message from Steve to yourself. And this is what this person wrote. Yes. Chris, you said is his name? Chris. Is it? Chris? No, it's Chris. Um, so I'm going to sign this for Chris live in the show. You ask for a timestamp. Just no. The beginning of the December 11th uh, episode. I'll put one minute. One, one minute? About a minute yeah. in. Okay. But he asked for that. Give it to him. To Chris. Should I put Topher? I'll put Chris. To Chris. <laughs> one minute into the December... Eleven, twenty twenty three. Chris, why did you do this? Show no. What do we? Chris doing? asked for this. Why? No. <laughs> why you? Why, Chris? Here, while you're Is doing that, let me talk about the book stuff. Can we? So. Yeah, please talk, talk about, about it. If you're asking, if you also want to do this, no, we're not no. taking any more requests for Just Chris on the show. And if you are looking for a book, I'm sorry, we sold out of them. So we started selling them last week. Stevie promoted it on Twitter, promoted it a little on the show, and we sold out. So thank you to everyone who ordered. Um, if we start selling more of them now, you won't receive them in time for Christmas. So we're going to come back with more signed books on our site in January. Yes. Um, there's a huge pile in Jesse's office. Yeah. Right Some now. of them, like, I'm sorry, the person who ordered it from Australia, probably not going to arrive for Christmas. Right. Okay. <laughs> so now you've you've gotten a little glimpse into my little book selling world. Where is the most expensive place to ship to? Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I it, told you. It they is, hate the East Coast. It's They're more mo- difficult to send a book to Newfoundland than it is to like California. What what about like Newfoundland versus Australia? Australia is Australia is just the time. Like it takes forever to get there. Right. But yeah. price, it's more for Newfoundland. They're about I'm the same. Sure. That's crazy. Wow. It's, it's cheaper to send the books. We had some UKs. It was cheaper to send the books to the UK, like by a huge margin, than to send it to Newfoundland. I don't get it. By Royal Mail. <laughs> by what? They have Royal Mail. Is that what it is? It is, yeah. It's like the the, the Royal Postal Service and whatever. Yeah. yeah. That is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's, it's sad. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Sad. It's yeah. it's is what it is. Yeah. Um now listen, it was a it was a a hard weekend for Toronto sports. Whoa. But let's get into the BetMGM big story to talk about what could happen tonight that could be killer. I just want to know. Hmm. I just want to know. How likely, how likely do you think it is that John Tavares oh. gets .999 and .1000 against the New York freaking Islanders tonight? Here's, here's how it needs to happen. Dramatic comeback and Tavares gets the the game tying goal and the OT winner. No, the Leafs are leading significantly, and Sheldon Keefe plays John Tavares for the final five minutes of the game. Five straight, five straight, <laughs> just says, to get him a need secondary to, assist. You don't even need to skate back. <laughs> Absolutely not, John. Yeah, hang out at the red line like me at a charity tournament. Hang out at the red line and we'll get you the puck, John. That's how it needs to happen. Now. I do worry about how much attention this is getting. 
because it's almost like winning the game will be secondary for the Islanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's, it always is secondary yeah. for the Islanders. It's about it's about making fun of John yeah. Tavares. For the primary is he cannot get two points. It's really hard to get two points in this league. It's really hard to get two points against the Islanders. I don't think he does it, although I really want him to. Jesse, if you were if you were betting this at betmgm.com slash dangle, what do you got? I, I can he's, tell you. He's, he's, he's got a big got. smile on his face about it. Because I built the same game parlay for, for this this instance. Okay. That Steve, it's important that the Leafs win. Okay. So that's, that's in the parlay. I hope it is so. John Tavares to score two goals or more. So he gets his thousandth point with two goals plus the Leafs win. The odds on that are 13.5 to one wow. so if you bet ten dollars you get a hundred and thirty five dollars back wow. if john Tavares gets two goals and the leafs win what if you're a two dollar steve though if, if, how much you'd get yeah what I if guess, i put okay, two bucks your steak is two dollars because i'm okay. a big cat and then you'll get third or twenty seven dollars that's pretty back. good let's go twenty seven bucks that's okay now likelihood of it happening i feel like if John Tavares is well positioned to do this, because if you're going to score as a Toronto Maple Leaf, it's probably best to have the best setup man on the team on your line. I feel like Mitch Marner is going to be looking for him. And remember, John Tavares, Tavares scored 47 goals with Mitch Marner as a line mate. Marner, Marner will have negative two shot attempts. <laughs> it's going to be all feeds, right? But I'm worried about the Islanders playing five on one on John Tavares. Just swarm him? There's all, all game long, there's five guys surrounding JT all the way around the ice. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I'm not. <laughs> I hope they do that. That'd be great. You did this to us. Yeah, but they care more about preventing this thousandth point than winning the game. I was about to say, like... They, re- they don't, but still. Are there even enough Islanders still on the team that know about that or care? Well, the entire and then I was like, line. wait, wait a minute. Yeah, like, that team has, like, the least turnover in the league, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, and how many Steve. defensemen? They, yeah, they have entire intact lines. Steve, it does not there. matter about the people there. No. It matters about the crest on the front. That's right. Yeah. New York Islanders hockey. That's they know the history. Something the loafs have never got, have they? <laughs> I'm sorry, you mean the laughs? The laughs. All right. We don't need you. <laughs> That's your bad FGM big story. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I want to say this because Blaze Hamilton, real name, mm-hmm. Blaze Hamilton. Yeah, I believe it. Instagram DM'd me. What a name. Wow. I, I uh, can't believe one of the cars <laughs> from who goes up against Lightning McQueen. Blaze Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a stoner from Hamilton, but he's a car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and also a WHL player. There you go. Blaze Hamilton messaged me this, and he's like, I'm not sure if you know about this, but the Leafs are currently one of the top teams ever in a particular streak. Now, they're, huh. they've just entered the top 15, but this is an extraordinarily hard streak to get into, to go this long. It takes years what streak is blaze talking about is it like most years without an appearance in a championship series i think they're close to that (laughs) i don't know if it's that one though is this a good one or a bad one it's a good one oh it's a good one yeah a streak and it's actually never been equaled in maple leafs history so when was the last time they were shut out jesse blake whoa absolutely nailed it Thank so, you, you. wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs have moved into 14th place 
uh, in a non-shutout streak, as in mm-hmm. games that they have not been shut out. Uh, the start date of this was November 21, 2021, 169 games ago. The next closest are the Detroit Red Wings. So that was, uh, they did it in 2004, or the their streak ended in 2004, 175 games. The Sabres in 1983 at 178. Canadians in 1971 at 185. Uh, the longest streak ever, though. Well, can congrats, you guess? Congrats to Ilya Sorokin. I know, I know. No, I remember, I, I remember this because earlier in the season they were like goalless going into like the third period. I don't remember what game it was, and so it, it had been brought up that they had a shutout streak going on. It's it's the all time record you're talking. All time record. Yeah for the longest non-shutout streak over multiple seasons. I'm going to go with the, the 70s Habs were so stupid good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's them and it's like 250 games. Okay. Yeah. You got to default to Canadians. Yeah. yeah, A good one, but not the one. Hmm. Oh. This one actually happened in the 80s. I'm going to give you a different guess. Is it the team the Leafs are playing tonight? Just take, give me a guess. Islanders. No. Jesse Blake. The Rangers. I'm surprised I said 80s and you guys didn't say Edmonton. But the Flames. It's the Calgary Flames. Oh, what? Oh, I was joking. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? The start date of their streak That's weird. was November 12th, 1981. And it went for about three years, 264 games. Wow. That's cool. Without getting shut out. Without getting shut out. Now, scoring has gone back up to roughly... You know, sort of where it was in the eighties, early eighties levels, yeah, per game. So it kind of makes sense that teams are having long streaks of it right now. Yeah, isn't that neat? Even though it's it's wild that teams are pulling this off, even though they play in the same league as Jonathan Quick. Yes. <laughs> what, dude? He's. Did you see the stab with him? He's eight zero and one. How you oh, should know you, that okay, he's a okay. ranger. No, no, I thought you were doing it the other way. I was about to lambast you. Oh no, 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 okay, no, no, no! Okay. He's unbeatable. Yeah, no, he's he's resurrected like the Undertaker. Important note: literally, <laughs> all of the top thirteen occurred in the seventies or eighties, except for the Detroit Red Wings, which their streak started on oh one ten two thousand four. Um. Uh, so I the Red Wings that are more important to hockey history than Sidney Crosby. That's right, as you once said. Yes, <laughs> and I still own that. You know, Detroit. What? You know, I love you. Um, you know what? I, like it's harder that Detroit did that in the dead pocket. That's what I think too. Yeah. And you know, when you look at not one, there's not one start date here in the '90s. Not one. That's crazy. Their streak means more. The I Red think Wings so. One, yeah, and they mean more generally. Then Ovi and Crosby. Go Wings. To yeah. Canada and therefore the world. Yes, that's right. So uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs probably played what was their best game of the season against the Nashville Predators. Almost mistakeless hockey. So. Yep. Ilya Samsonov will start there, gets his first game and a shutout uh, on his first game back. He'd been dealing with uh, an illness. We weren't sure what, what it was. We still don't know. Uh, but he seemed to play good. And the Leafs, more importantly, seemed to play great in front of him. Think of a save that he made. Yeah. I can't. Like, they made it 18 of the... Okay, I'll just ask it. Did the Preds get after it the night before? Like, that's crazy. The Leafs outshot them 37 to 18. The Leafs don't do that. It's hard to hold a team to less than 20 shots in today's NHL. I know they hit the post a bunch of times. If you add every post that they hit uh, to their shot count, it's still only like 21. Ugh. 
No, that was that was great hockey from a Leaf team that uh, I was about to say has no defenseman. At what point? You, you know what? It's rare that I get on this show and immediately go. I said something that was dumb. The, okay. The Joseph Wolf thing from last show, where I was like, "The Leafs not making a trade is what got him hurt." <laughs> now I didn't literally mean that. I said it very tongue in cheek. Well, you know how the internet is. Well, yeah. No, but no, no one called me out on it because I think they knew I was being tongue in cheek. But I think it's about time we start putting some respect on the guys filling in. Like even Max Lajoie had his best game as a Leaf. Well, they actually played him. They actually played him, and he was fine. Uh, Timmins is. Uh, growing into his own. At what point do we just concede? You know what? S Simone Benoit might just be fine. I think he's fine. He's I really totally liked fine. his play. Yeah. I really liked his play. Yeah. And I know that the numbers were bad last year, but again, he played with John Klingberg On in Anaheim. Ducks. And played top line minutes, which he, he should never be playing. Right. Right. The, dude, I said that in the video that no one watched and everyone watched. Um, Simone Benoit. It, it was like 80,000. It's freaking ridiculous. I was like, well, he was probably overplayed and he's young and he was playing with a player who doesn't play defense on a team that doesn't play defense and he lays big hits. And then he has that big hit. I can't remember who it was on right at the Leafs blue line. And everyone's like, whoa, Benoit. And I'm like, yeah, I told you. I told you guys. Now, throw him in the top four. The one time he's done that this season, he got eaten alive. Sure. In a game that they won, by the way. Yeah. Uh, like, at what point do we just start... I mean, he kind of is. He's playing with McCabe. He, well, last game against Nashville, yeah, I guess he was. And, like, Lagson's filled in really well, and he hasn't played because he's, he's sick. He's back in practice, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. today. Uh, Lilligren's back in practice as well. I forgot he was out. <laughs> That's their best right-handed shot. Yeah. I forgot he was out, man. Geo is out. Lilligren is out. Klingberg is out. McCabe has missed time. Timmons missed significant time. Lagason. Lagason has missed a little bit of time. Yeah, I think I think if you're looking at standouts, obviously we were all excited about Connor Timmons in the preseason. Like really excited. And then just a freak injury and it sucks. But the two standouts to me really have been Benoit and Lagason. Mm -hmm. Those are guys you picked up for nothing. Like I don't even I think Benoit they got him because he didn't get qualified. Like that, it, no, you're right. Him and, and Gregor. And Gregor didn't get qualified. Noah Gre like who's been great. Listen, I'm a Sharks truther and everything. They pick up another point yesterday and another comeback. How didn't they qualify that guy? You you have 12 forwards better than him? No, you don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about no. that. No, it's it's been uh, it's been great to watch and I think um I think, you know, when, when I remember back against um Boston the first series that Babcock coached, probably 2018. Yes. Um, okay. When they lost the series in Game 7, Mike Babcock, as he was one to do, blamed everybody else except for his terrible coaching. Bruce Cassidy stuffed him into a locker. Mm -hmm. But uh, instead of you know acknowledging that, what he said is they needed to work on depth, specifically on defense. They didn't have the depth in the organization. The one thing I can say... That's so ass. The, well, but we he need was, to work on depth. Like, to be fair yeah. to him, they didn't. Yeah, but you don't say that. Like you're putting it on the GM, right? Who we already know he didn't like. Yeah. Well, so no, that was publicly called him. That was, that out, was right? Lou still the GM. That was by still the way. Lou. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
But the oh. Leafs are seven, one, and two in their last ten, guys. Yeah. One thing we don't do enough is give the Leafs credit where credit is due because we hammer them a lot on this show. Because we just want to win. Man. We want to win. That's the thing. And Steve, one thing you yelled about a lot last year is that there's no days off. Like, who cares if this guy goes down and that guy goes down? Everybody's dealing with injuries. And this is up. something we've asked for from the Leafs for a long time, for years, is there's always this excuse of like, oh, Matthews went down for these games. He and He's injured. The defense is depleted. They're losing all these games. But we have these excuses because the injuries now they're finally doing the thing where next man up whoever goes down they're still winning games and that's the important thing so and, all credit to this organization right now and really understatedly they are playing with snot they're playing with lots so, of snot talk have, about that well they have a couple like really big hits a game they're scrums after whistles they're standing up for each other there are no easy nights anymore that's all uh, you, we asked for. Now, easy nights, how? Again, qualify that. Get specific. Um, nights where, like, the Leafs would not be an easy night in that they could skate, they could make plays, you had to always be aware. Score goals in bunches, right? Yeah, they were probably a really annoying team to play hungover, right? <laughs> and now, they still have, like, all of that. They still have all of that. They're maybe not quite as fast probably more skilled than they used to be, like just in terms of all those young guys on those skilled teams got better. Mm -hmm. But now they don't let up. They just don't, like on a night where they're not at their best, they're still grinding you. They're still, you have to keep your head up. You have to keep your head up. Jake McCabe is laying guys out on his offside. You know what I mean? That was a big hit, by the way. Uh, Simone Benoit will step up on you. You know who has quickly become like my favorite Leaf to watch? And he's not on this team anymore. Old Tyler Bertuzzi is not on this team anymore. Tyler Bertuzzi is an actual rabbit animal on every shift. And just the little things that he does, diving at pucks and dropping down into like a the butterfly to make a... Like, a, uh, not even block a shot, like block a, like a cross zone pass. <laughs> like, I love him. I love him. Tell like, him to fix his tongues. No. I like, he keeps nah. playing like this. He can, listen, the tongues pissed me off when he was playing like shit. I was like, fix your tongues. You look stupid. And now he looked like, remember Patrick Line's Billy Goat beard? Yeah. That looked weird, right? Yeah. Except he was scoring 40 goals. So it's okay. So it was fine. Yeah. You score 18, you, that fucking looks weird. You should shave that. You score 40, tell you what, we should all grow one. Yeah. You know what, Tyler Bertuzzi, you're laughing on the bench. You're not doing anything. Your line's getting caved in. Tuck in your friggin' tongues. You play like a dog every single night. Let those tongues hang. What about Let the, them hang, Tyler. No tape on the stick. Let it, no. let it breathe, like Tyler. I like that. I've always liked that. Let it Why? Because I'm, I'm a tape truther. Tape doesn't do much. It really doesn't. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't. What? It, it doesn't, doesn't not do it's anything. Flat out it doesn't do much. It, it, it like doesn't. Take a stick on the ice, shoot your puck without the stick. I'm, I'm the, more... The it's a for, mass placebo. Yes. No, I'm more for the, the modern day grips. Like the grips that oh, you Oh, up on off. top? Doesn't Bertuzzi no. have a weird top grip too? No, he has none. He has none. none? Yeah, he has nothing on his on his stick. That's, oh. that's why he's so unique. But I, I think it makes more sense on the butt of your stick than the blade. 
Like it's more important. Like tape is more important on the butt of your stick than the blade. Unless you're Tyler Bertuzzi. In that case, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to play without it now. Yeah. Maybe I'll be as good. (laughs) Maybe I'll be as good. (laughs) I'm starting to believe. All you have to do is try hard and not use tape. There's I'm a starting to believe, Tyler. He's the exception to the rule, I think. I know. Yes. He's the exception to basically every rule. <laughs> um, I want to talk about that Jake him. McCabe hit, though, and I forget who it was on, but I know. Evangelista. Sure, okay, so Sherwood stepped up and fought him. Uh, you know, uh, they they talked a little bit about it on TSN uh, when the Leafs played uh, played Ottawa last Thursday, and they were saying, like, are we going into the no-hit league? And when we are getting to the point where a clean hit, no matter what, elicits a fight. I felt like... T- Jake McCabe shouldn't have had to fight. No, over to, that was a that was a clean textbook hit. Okay, uh, Giordano. And why doesn't why isn't that more penalized? Why isn't that more like it that? Is instigator where penalty if you're hitting if you're trying to fight guys. It is clean hits. Adam, it is penalized against the Leafs. <laughs> the Leafs got two instigators against Vancouver, mm-hmm. and for both of them, I was like, you know, they did. I like, mean, they but, did instigate But Kiefer Sherwood did not get an instigator. He wasn't involved in the play. No, because fuck him. Fuck them. No, there was a hit. Fuck it the fucking Leafs. That's why. One of your guys got rocked, so it's free reign to just go after other guys. It was in the third period of a game Nashville was clearly going to lose. Um, so, eh, let him in the game. Why, why are we hurting him anymore? They're not... The refs aren't there to police. They're there to manage. Um, well, we'll talk about some game management. Well, I know they had a uh, something in the water. It's one of the worst managed. weekends of NHL officiating in a very long time. But like, that's an instigator. What are you doing? Please. Do it feels job. like one, right? Like I, I, yes. I sit there. I'm like, I feel like that's the rule. I'm sure the comment section will tell me that it's not. There was a but, clean but that hit. Feels like what the rule is. There was a clean hit, and like, <laughs> it's funny. I don't even like blame Sherwood. Like, all he was doing is exactly what I've asked the Leafs to do all season. Which is stand for your guy. It's a clean hit on McCabe's end that ended poorly because Evangelista went into the curved glass that, thank goodness, is curved now. Yes. Like, you know why we're not talking about the curved glass today? Because it's curved. Yeah. There was a time where that hit would have been it's, real It's shocking bad. to me that it took somebody getting hit by that, several people, before yeah. they thought, you know, we should curb this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know a, a they're going, star. They're only going 30 kilometers an hour. Yeah, I know a star got rode into a turnbuckle by the biggest professional hockey player who ever lived. You know, maybe we should change our ways a little bit. That's what it took. Literally the biggest professional hockey player who ever lived and still has ever lived. They, that's what had to happen. Anyway, right. one. Um, oh, go ahead, but, Jess, Like go ahead. I, I don't mind Sherwood sticking up for his guy, but it's a penalty if you do it. One second on Luca Evangelista, um, hammering the point that these aren't the Leafs of old. If this is any other Leafs team, and Brendan Shanahan's nephew comes to play in Toronto, and he has a whole box of family. He scores a hat trick every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Evangelista was shut down, and I think that was the biggest accomplishment by the Leafs on Saturday night. And no Ryan O'Reilly goals, because didn't he have like a two goals and an assist last time? No yeah. Luke Shen. Nothing. Yeah, no, none it, none was good. It, was it was good. good. I was expecting, I was going to bet Evangelista to get like two goals. And you were right to do so. Did. Yeah, no. The, the fucking president's nephew's out there playing. Yeah. Of course he's going to score two goals against the Leafs, but not this team. I hope They're Shanahan, different this year. I hope Shanahan Shanahan texted him before the game. Have a shitty game. <laughs> Have a shitty game. See you at Christmas. <laughs> Please, like, why not? 
Be, be friends and uncles and nephews, whatever, after the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, Luke, have a shitty game. I uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw how much. Like, they gave him a lot of time on Hockey Night. Evangelista. Evangelista. Well, like, like McLean told the story about like him uh, going by his house and he knows his mom and all this stuff. But like as they should, local boy. Yeah. You know, hockey family. I highlight that. I think you know what hockey night in Canada should identify with good Canadian stories mm -hmm. as they do. Sometimes yes. they, most of the time they overdo it. <laughs> uh, but that seemed to me like it fit perfectly. Yeah. Just like when they played April Wine going to break because Miles Goodwin died and April Wine's one of the best Canadian rock and roll bands of the 70s. And, and that's great. That's the kind of stuff we need. We don't need to wax poetic about literally everything that's ever happened in Canadian history. Yes, we do. Um, but that was a good story and I liked it and I'm in for it. Now, I want to ask you this. How good does it feel to see Austin Matthews get two goals kind of like the way that he scores? He's got a swagger back. And, and that, that first goal with Willie setting him up, mm -hmm. and Willie got a goal too. Uh, did he? Wait, that was the game before. No, that was the Ottawa game before. Yeah, no. But Willie, that Willie setup, that was vintage, the two of them. People forget those guys played together for years. That was uh, the hat trick goal. That was Matthews' hat trick goal against the Sens in his first game. Mm -hmm. Like almost to a T. Except this was a little bit more zig and zag, and that one was just on the fly. Um, he's got a scoring touch. I like the second goal uh, better than the first goal because the second goal was a goal scorer's goal. Yeah. Where it's you think uh, Austin Matthews is going to do the Austin Matthews thing. He's going to snipe it like over the blocker. And he just waits and he goes right five hole. It was oh, beautiful. beautiful. It was it's magic. Like that's what a true goal scorer does where he's seeing the game faster than everybody else. And he knows what the goal is going to do. I'm just going to slide it right between the legs. It was beautiful. It's really understatedly one of his most deadly shots. Like... It's uh, you're, you're seeing players go to it a lot more. Crosby has always done it. McDavid does this all the time. Matthews snipes five hole as fast as anybody in the world, like just right along the ice. And it, it, it's rarely open. But if you can get a goalie in transition up or down or down or up, it's it's that's the time. It's I mean, I mean, think of the way a goalie moves, right? Like it's uh, it's it's there for the taking, man. Yeah. If if their stick is off the ice, go for it. One hundred percent. Um, you know, from the uh, so it was the Leafs' most complete game. It looked great, and you know, as much as it's funny, Steve and I did a a cameo the other day, and they're like, somebody's sad because the Leafs suck, and we were like, do they? Like they've been playing really well. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't. What's the problem? And I no, listen. I know there were frustrating moments mid October. But we, oh, yeah. but I, as Leaf fans, and I, I don't blame you for this at all. If, if you're like me on this one, where you, you, you tend to hang on to the bad because you feel like that's the reality. <laughs> Do celebrate the times when they're good. They're feeling, they're, they seem to be feeling themselves, and they seem to be coming together defensively, mm -hmm. which is allowing the offense to breathe. And I tell you what, fourth line's best game of the season. We we've been ripping on Reeves. Like listen. Okay, tell me about Reeves. Let's. Well, I mean, it was less about Reeves. I mean, he he just wasn't out there for. A well, did you mean David Comp's breakaway, which was pretty spectacular? Nasty, <laughs> David. What was that? Well, man, I could see all eight abs working overtime, oh, getting him ahead. He's he's just he's just check Superman. He's so ridiculous. Great pass from Connor Timmons. Like we saw that basically exact play in the previous game, but it was Riley to Marner. And like, yeah, that makes sense. You got Timmons to Camp. Camp with goals in back-to-back -back games. Ew, David. It was That was nasty, man. I, oh, I love that. He, he learned that one from Willie. Um, and uh, what did you guys think of Ryan Reeves in that game? Because, listen, we, we do rag on him when there's nothing happening. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or 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 he's a drag on play. If if it's neutral, is that okay? That's what we can hope for. Neutral neutral is good from your fourth line. Offensive zone is good from your fourth line. Lay a few hits or at very least rub guys out. He is actually pretty good at like <laughs> I mean, if he goes to the front of the net, you can't move him. Mm-hmm. And he's actually like generated in my eyes, like a decent amount of scoring chances. But when he's in the offensive zone, but he has to be there. The scoring chances, I think it was just like one that he kind of generated on Saturday. I think a more skilled player is able to do more in I those agree. instances. So like sure. the point about him not being able to be, be moved from the front of the net, if somebody else is there, they probably take advantage of those opportunities a little bit more. And that's the only disappointing thing about Reeves is he no. doesn't have the offensive skill, but he's that, not out on, there to do that. That's on Gregor and Kampf. Stop passing to his stick. <laughs> what do you want them to do? Hit it off his hip. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Shoot it directly at him. Yeah. It's not going to hurt him. It's like a pinball Ryan machine. Reeps. Pinball machine. Just yeah. Just hit it directly it at his hip. Yeah, But like he's not out there for that. So my right. expectation isn't that he's going to be able to handle the puck cleanly. You know, but so it, the, the fact that he's able to lay a couple hits, I think, is the plus positive for them and not that he kind of fumbled a little bit of scoring chances. Um. I, I want to ask you guys this. They were they're they're sort of the silent partner in in all this. The third line, which has had some great games, mm. really great games. Specifically, Max Domi, Cali Arncrook seem to be they connect. Yes. They seem to do really well together. Domi had a good game. He did. He yeah. did. I I I've One loved the way he's played. Many since he was taken off that line that made no friggin' sense. The guy that I want to talk about though is Nicholas Robertson, who I think has had a Ooh. very underrated. You got parental. Good year, Nicholas. Uh, Saint Nicholas. Of Robertson, Mr. Piccolis. Um, I want, I, I, I want to believe, and I feel like there's a breakout coming here. Like I feel like there's a point streak coming from Nick Robertson soon because there's there's times on the ice where you're like, oh, like I know, just he's doing all just, the right things. He is, like right? even defensively. Yeah, I he's a, uh, you know, when we were talking this summer, and and then I think in September, you were like, you know, the the Leafs did exactly what they should have done with Nick Robertson, which is wait, and not trade him. Yep. He's all of a sudden become a really valuable depth piece for right now. But I do feel like that secondary scoring, if he's able to get on some sort of roll, and I'm not expecting crazy, I'm not expecting Jason Robertson numbers here. <laughs> to me, like if he keeps doing what he's doing, it's going to happen. He's going to score a lot more. I mean, was Jason Robertson Jason Robertson right away? No. Was Jason Robertson Jason Robertson after breaking basically every bone in his body in the middle of a pandemic and and like missing a year of junior eligibility and like this I for all the things that have happened to Robertson, he shouldn't be in the NHL, right? But he's still here. That's what a grinder this guy is. That's what a warrior this guy is. And he's been that since birth, literally. Um like I I how how can't you cheer for this guy? Um, it's coming. He's he's just needed an extended development. Well, extended uh, streak of actually healthy play. Um, he's playing with line mates that make perfect sense. It's one of those uh, like ideal video game lines. You have finisher, playmaker, grinder, sort of sort of thing. Um, he's getting clobbered a lot less. He took a few really big hits, like early in his uh, little leaf stint where I was just like, oh, Nick, like, I just don't know if this is going to work. He had a few rough shifts. Those shifts are few and far between. He's regularly making good defensive plays. He's regularly, I mean, 
having an effort for God's sake. Like even when it comes to things like putting pressure on guys at the offensive blue line, he he changes lines with purpose, yes. which I really like. He hustles back to the bench, and he's got. I remember a, my coaches yelling that at me. By the way, he's got a great <laughs> finishing touch, and like yeah. I, uh, we've seen Domi connect with Yarncroak. Uh, I'm a bit surprised we haven't seen Robertson connect with Yarncroak more mm-hmm. because a lot of the Leafs overpass. Robertson might be their only overshooter, but I love that about him, and I just I'm waiting for. Yarncroke or even Domi, who should have like five or six goals by now, um, to bang in some Robertson rebounds. Yes. He picks up points. I think that's the thing is that if they can keep that low, if they can keep it off the pads. Yes. Uh, if, if Robertson can can ping it off the pads, it's almost like those those passes that some some of the top line guys do. Basically passing off the goalie's pad, that's that line could score a ton of goals. The market inefficiency is shoot it low. Yeah, funny, right? <laughs> like, um, yeah. What I think, sh- what the only thing about Nick Robertson is Sheldon Keefe doesn't seem to be the biggest fan of him because as he's played more games with the Toronto Maple Leafs, his ice time is being cut slowly. He started out around 11 minutes time on ice, and now on Saturday he played 8.35. Wow. So, so I, I have a theory on that. Mm-hmm. The le- It's two things. The Leafs' left wing has actually gotten really good. Um, Nyes is a dog. Bertuzzi is a dog. Gregor is a dog. Um, and I think part of the reason Robertson's ice time has gone down is he's not Keefe's go-to guy in defensive situations, and the Leafs have Definitely. been leading the majority of their games recently, which wasn't the case previously. Even when they were winning games, they were doing it in comebacks. Mm-hmm. Now they're actually in hold-the-fort mode, and yeah, it's kind of hurting his ice time a little bit. So what does that say about Saturday where they were ahead the entire game, and he played the least amount he played in his entire scene? You're in defense mode. Right, you, you have the lead. You're yeah. trying to preserve the lead. Now, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to maybe get him more in the in the third period when you know you can feel confident that you had the game tucked away. But do we all not agree that a shutout for Ilya Samsonov was exactly what the doctor ordered? Agree, right? Yeah, yeah no, that's no, a fair he, point. Yeah, you it, protect if, that like a like it's a playoff game when they're chasing the game. Nick Robertson will see more ice time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because he's a really good finisher. Right. You should have him. Yeah, so it means he'll get lots of ice time because they're consistently chasing. Yes, it does and they were. A lot. <laughs> they were for a while. They, they haven't been as much recently. Uh, Jakob Vrana is going to be on the wa- on waivers as, uh, well, three minutes from now. I believe waivers are at 1230. Who announced that? Uh, Jeremy Rutherford of mm. the Athletic for St. Louis Blues. He does the Blues coverage. Uh, also, uh, while the show has been happening, the Canucks have been told they are out on Ethan Bear. Uh, looks like the Washington Capitals mm-hmm. will get him, but the deal is not expected today. Okay. So they're working through whatever. Yeah, it's, they are saying the, uh, the Caps are expected to offer him more than just a year, which the Canucks, I think, were only willing to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think they've got like $11 million in cap space and they've surprised. Why not augment the lineup? It's an easy, that's an easy win yeah. for them. Yeah, the Capitals have $11 million in cap space. The Canucks are looking to trade Kuzmenko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's not the same. That's wild too, that, that the potential Kuzmenko deal that could happen. I, <laughs> last year, if you told me the key to the Canucks' success is trade Bo Horvat and, um, also, Kuzmenko goes from 39 goals to a healthy scratch. Yeah. That's all that needs to happen, and then you can be great. 
Was it five point five million dollars? Five point like, five for they got to pay to get rid of him, right? Mm, well, uh, at, at four goals and eleven assists so far this year, people are not gonna. That's not that bad. It's not that bad, but again, they signed him for the guy that scores somewhere in the neighborhood. Not thirty-nine goals, but maybe twenty-five. Thirty-nine goal scores cost a lot more than five points. Well, because I don't think anybody believed that he was actually going to be a seventy-four point player the rest of his well, career, and he might be. There we go. He might be. Maybe that is the deal of the century. They're just not playing him properly. Hmm. I, possible, you know, because that does happen, right? He's like, still scoring at like what a fifty goal or fifty goal? Sorry, a fifty point pace. Yeah, something like that. Fifteen <laughs> points in twenty-five games. Yeah, about that. Yeah. It's still not even that bad of a deal. Five point five for this year and next. Eh, I mean. It's I don't a, hate it's it. a luxury. It's a luxury that the Canucks can't afford. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah Other teams yes. could, he can't. Yeah. I wonder if there's a hockey deal out there for the, for the Canucks. Yeah, Capitals. You what, think so? What's, can, what's can going back? What's going I don't know, but they could afford him. Hmm. And he's I think Russian. He is. Yeah, he played in St. Peter. Well, he's Park. also a Dan Milstein client, so guaranteed Russian. Yeah, we we got to we got to I mean it's automatic. You're going to be playing with Ovechkin. That's how the we we got away from that in the rumor mill. Every Russian who becomes available has to go play with Alexander. Of course, Ovechkin. of course. That's how it works. Uh, and Ovi, listen, if if Kuzi can set Ovi up, he not be he wouldn't be the only Kuzi to set him up. That's for sure. Yeah. Aha. Oh yeah. You see. Aha. You see. Yeah, I don't. Are you allowed to use Kuzi with Kuzmenko? I don't Kuz think, you, I don't think you. I don't no, think I don't you're think allowed you to do that. You You'd do. have to have the the Kuzis. No, no. There's one koozie. And if you, you got, got a Jakob Brana, you could have jacuzzis. Aha! Hey. Woo! Even though he already was a cap, wasn't he? I, th I think you put him on a line with someone whose name starts with T, and then they're the T koozies. Stop! Boo! That's a good one! Boo! Why are you booing me? Boo. I'm right! Man! Steve, is it harder to score in the KHL than the NHL? Uh... Given your yes, given your decades-long run as a reporter for the KHL, absolutely, yeah, no, they don't score as much. Okay, because like his career high in goals comes in the NHL, not the KHL. I thought that was interesting. No, that's uh, that, that, makes, <laughs> that makes sense, right? A hundred percent. Okay, Ovechkin. I I feel like we did this on the show, and I was wrong. I can't remember. I want to say Ovechkin in his draft year had like eighteen goals in the Russian <laughs> nah. Super League, and people were like, "Oh my god, he's a monster!" And you're like, "He is." He had less than twenty goals, and then he gets here and he scores fifty-one, and you're like, "Oh, all right, yeah, all right, okay. fair enough." I just wonder. I got a question for you. What's that? Are you looking out for your cheeks? Always. No, I mean the down there cheeks, the butt cheeks. I knew what you meant. Okay, good. Listen, SeatGeek is a way that you can make sure that your butt hits the right seats and you are at the right events, mm. okay? SeatGeek, 28 million downloads. It's the number one rated ticketing app in the world. 70,000 events with SeatGeek every single day, including sports, concerts, festivals. Jesse? I want tickets to a Chiefs game so I can go see the Taylor Swift show. You can do that. You can do that. You could you could also see the Chiefs get robbed in the last minute. By the way, uh, a, all right, Patrick Mahomes, whoa, Mahomes, easy, Patty. Usually back them off when they're on the line of scrimmage. Adam but he didn't Mahomes, do it that time. all right, all right, and yeah. Listen, with the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, all in full swing, SeatGeek has your tickets to every single game, plus artists that are on tour right now, like. Taylor Swift. Oh! Travis Scott. Um, and also, each t ticket is rated on a scale of like 1 to 10. So if you look for the green dots, green means good, red means bad. Uh, every ticket is backed by the buyer guarantee, too. So SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swaps, which is really, really good. And 
Listen, we wanted to come through for you guys. Use our code SDP. You're going to get 20 bucks off your tickets at SeatGeek. That's 20 bucks off your first purchase with the promo code SDP. Make sure you click the link in the description in order to download the app. Hey, this episode's brought to you by BetterHelp. Now, I want to say that we've been talking about this for weeks. It is a tough time of year when you look at your, your watch and you go, wow, it's dark outside and it's 445. Stinks. Now, what did you... You were saying something earlier. Uh, it's uh, 10 days until the shortest day of the year. And then after December 21st, all the days get longer. We yeah. start working backwards. Yeah. 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 yeah Winter solstice. But then it's cold. And it's really yeah. cold. And that can be hard on your mental health, me mental health. And that's why we recommend. And this is something that I do every single month. Sometimes on the harder months, I go to every week. I'm not going to lie. Seeing a therapist. Good for you. You know, it can really, really help you. It's important to go to the gym. It's important to eat well. And it's important to make sure your mental health is taken care of. And the great thing about BetterHelp is there's a there's plenty of ways that you can reach out. Um, you get matched with somebody in like 48 hours. If that doesn't work out, because you need to have like a... A chemistry, right? Like, I got a chemistry with these guys. You got to have a chemistry with your therapist, right? Thanks, boo. Um, uh, basically, if that doesn't work, then they'll switch you to somebody else, and maybe you try that out. You can do it over text. You can do it over video call. You can do it over phone call. And uh, again, like we said, you can get started really, really quickly. It's the season of giving, and you should give to yourself with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash STP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash STP. So I, I, you know, we kind of mentioned this earlier, uh, but there were some, um, there were some violent ass moments in the NHL this weekend. Oh. And there's three specifically I want to talk about. Uh, three. The first one I, I want to talk about is Nick Cousins versus Erica Branson. And we're if, starting backwards. We are. We are. We're going to Tarantino this. We're starting, we're starting mm. moving backwards. So uh, Cousins, Branson, uh, if you missed it, uh, it's okay because if you're a Leafs fan, you've seen this before. I want you to remember what happened to Matthew Nyes in the playoffs last year with mm -hmm. Sam Bennett, but this time it's Nick Cousins and Eric Goodbranson. Uh, Nick Cousins drives Goodbranson into the boards uh, after a fight for the puck with a pretty blatant hit from behind. But where things kind of went awry is that he also made sure that he went headfirst. The head was driven down and into in, the boards into in a very dangerous position. Gabranson was down on the ice. There was some tussling afterwards. Gabranson got back up, kind of like The Undertaker. Yes, just... yes. <laughs> and, and then... Like back when he used to drag guys through the ring. Yes. Remember that? Yes. So, so then, and I don't know if you guys saw this, there's video of Gabranson saying to Pascal Vincent on the bench, I'm going to get him. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fucking get him. I, I haven't seen that, but yeah, I believe Yeah, and then he tries to fight him, and then Cousins won't fight him. Right. He's so, got a long memory for this. Uh, not to make everything about the Leafs, but remember the, the Leafs-Canucks brawl, 2016. It was Matthews Marner's uh, rookie year. It got out of hand. Burroughs did some chicken shit stuff with Riley, and Riley went right back at him. And uh, someone went at Komarov, and so Matt Martin goes, all right, I'm going at Troy Stetcher. Which was not cool. And <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a pretty bad mismatch. And Stetcher, I think, was a rookie at the time. So good Branson, and I think he got fined for this, was basically like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> a month later, a month later, the Leafs played the Canucks in Vancouver, and guess who Martin had to fight? Good Eric Goodbranson. Now, I know you're all wondering, April eleventh. Unfortunately, the next time the Panthers and the Blue Jackets play is April 11th. Now, when Goodbranson went after Cousins, he kind of got him from behind and bear hugged him and then 
threw him down, and then started punching him when he was on the ice. Yeah. That play is all Kachuk's fault. Why is that all Kachuk's fault? All Kachuk's fault. Why? Watch the lead up to it. So Kachuk has the puck, mm-hmm. and Cousins is on the wing. Um, yeah, he's on the he's on the, uh, the the board closest to the camera. And the way Good Branson swoops, it's almost like he's looking at Kachuk going, pass it, pass it, pass it, you fuck, pass it. Because he wants it to go to Cousins so he can kill him. And but if if Kachuk had just kept skating, Branson's not going to touch him. He wants Cousins. If if Kachuk beat him wide, he might have gone after Cousins. So Kachuk anyway. should have just held and, and skated. Yes, he gave it to Cousins. Like it's it's tantamount to a suicide pass. <laughs> <laughs> like even though it was it was like a perfectly standard play, like no, you know what's happening there. Go back and watch it. Go, okay. go back and what it's, it's he's like a he's like a dog on raw meat like good branson wants him to pass that puck so bad and kachuk said merry christmas now uh uh there was a lot of people uh mostly florida panthers fans who came out and said hey okay fine you want to get him back but like you threw him to the ice because that's what he did yeah and then you punched his head while he was on the ice oh, he, yeah yeah and yeah. and listen if you're good branson I, if i'm good branson and I'm seeing red mist, and I'm also a gigantic man. Um, I, he didn't give a shit that my head was hitting the boards. Why should I care about him? That's how he would look at it. This is why. Um, this is why Martin fought Good Branson, and again going back to 2016. Um, there's what you know. We always talk about the code, or whatever. There's a part of the code that says. Give me my fight mm-hmm. or something is going to go terribly, terribly wrong. And Matt Martin's now in this position where, okay, I stupidly attacked one of their rookies. Our team is basically exclusively rookies. <laughs> so Good Branson was faced with, or rather Cousins was faced with, uh, I got to fight this guy willingly or unwillingly. And he chose unwillingly. Yeah, he he. The problem with the whole issue is the refereeing not penalizing Nick Cousins with a match misconduct for the initial hit. At very like least, they yeah. allowed all of this to happen. You, we know what the hell Erica Branson's gonna do. He got rocked, and he's not gonna have it. This, he's gonna go get his piece of flesh. This incident was old hockey guys talking out of both sides of their mouth, like to a T, to a T, because the the recent discourse has been oh the nhl is the no hit league previously oh now the nhl is becoming the no fight league there people are acting like this didn't happen all the time back in the day all the the 90s the 80s the 70s the oh chicken shit stuff all the time maurice richard broke his stick over a player's head and when he got suspended people were like what he got suspended for the playoffs. There was a riot. Yes. Yes. They, they, people brought flares to the Montreal Forum and set them off inside. Yes. Now, listen, if, if we had a player that good, I'd probably get that upset too. If, too. if no one had scored 50 goals ever and someone did it right in front of my eyes, yeah. I'd be like, that man is a deity slash alien and I will protect him. Yeah. Like, but what those hits, the, the retribution that follows those hits... Like, I, I know we just had this discussion earlier in the show. Like, oh, what? why do you got to answer for a clean hit? 
Also, it wasn't clean. It wasn't. What it well, no, yo, that, well. no, that's the problem. I think that is the crux of the issue is that it was not a clean. Erica Brantz is not answering for anything. No, no. So you did used to have to answer for clean hits. You sure. definitely had to answer for dirty hits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though it wasn't a five, they but, called they called it a two. It ought to. But have been the Panthers a five. didn't have to. They really throughout the last the, the playoffs last year. Like, if you look at just their series against the Leafs or even their series against Carolina, the chicken shit stuff that they pulled, which, by the way, was very effective, but got them in the Stanley Cup Finals, they didn't have to pay for that until Vegas said, you're paying for that. Yeah. And, 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 and then... Can't bully us. Exactly. So I'm looking at this, and Jesse, I think you make a really, really good point. Um, uh, Nick Cousins got a two-minute minor for boarding for that penalty. And if you go back and you look at it, everybody with, you know, after we've calmed down and had a good sleep... Everybody knows that's a four-minute boarding. You can call a four-minute. You don't even have to kick him out of the game. Nah. You can call a double I minor on you're a, Then you're allowing this to happen. Because Nick, Nick Cousins bowed out of a fight that could have also uh, not... That could have avoided the, hey, I'm going to pummel you while you're turtle issue. Like, if Nick Cousins fights Good Branson before he gets pummeled to the ground, then that also solves the issue. Yeah. So it's like... He's not going to fight him, so then uh, Gabranz is going to hit him. So you got to kick him out to avoid all of that. Because if you're a referee in the NHL, you're, is this not your job? Do we not know that your job is not calling the rules of the rule book, but to manage a hockey game in the way that you can just control both sides and everything's kind of fair? You kick him out. Now, wait, though. L listen to the way this is discussed. So, Goodbranson. Um, the big defense of it being a two and not a five is good. Branson is not defenseless because he shoulder checked and he knew cousins was there. So instantly doesn't matter that you're driving him right between the shoulder blades and down in the numbers. Doesn't matter that that's exactly what we don't want in the game. What's been getting phased out of the game for well over a decade. The onus is solely on good Branson. Now that's a problem. Now Goodbranson uh, now Goodbranson wants to fight Nick Cousins. Do we agree that Cousins probably should have fought him? Yes. Yeah. Does he have to? No. 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 Also, the happens. onus is not on the player being attacked in this case, then. So Goodbranson is about to get Probably find or suspended. I can't read your screen because I'm black. Uh, it, Columbus says Erica Branson will have a hearing tomorrow under Rule 46.2. Oh, aggressor for an altercation with Florida's Nick Cousins. So, like, j just to me with the with the hits, the conversation is completely backward. It starts with, well, what could have Good Branson done differently? Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I I understand like kids are not necessarily being taught to protect themselves they're not uh, being taught to hit right that's it, a problem man i sure i, I do think that's going to be a, In problem. a oh, i don't court, disagree you got to be taught how to take a hit and yeah. deliver one. i don't do know that at all i don't yeah. know what the hell they're doing in hockey canada i do don't not disagree it. but Gabranson was drafted 2010 he's got gray in his beard he's playing he's in his hair dude wait i saw oh. it without a helmet on oh my god oh i know yeah um, because he's not a kid anymore like this is this is like a literally a grizzled well-respected vet mm -hmm. so and like brodeen got hammered by kane i know we're going to talk about that he's played hundreds and hundreds of games dylan larkins played hundreds and hundreds of games although that's totally different like this isn't a case of hawk kids these days it's just a 
terrible friggin' hit. No, but and, 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 and an unmanaged but, situation. Yeah, you're I talking guess. about what the Good Branson can do. Good Branson cannot beat a man who's turtling. You can't do that. Like that's unacceptable. At the end of all of that hoopla, what he did at the very end is the worst act. Like uh, he's literally, he has his hands over his head on the ground. You cannot beat a person like that in that position. That's unacceptable. Well, because we've decided that is not retribution for this. Yeah, but we've decided that that's ridiculous, that's too much, and we need to take that out of the game. We haven't made that decision with hits from behind. With what Nick Cousins did to Erica Branson. The other thing is, the reason Nick Cousins isn't going to fight Erica Branson is because Erica Branson's 6'4", and Nick Cousins is 5'11". And if everybody's lying... No way! Yes, Nick Cousins is 5'11". I don't believe that. And he might even be shorter. I don't believe that for a second. He, because remember, they always lie about their height, right? They always no lie about way. their height. Yeah. Nick Cousins is shorter than Marner. I, apparently, get out of my face. That's what that's what NHL.com listed. Hockey DB has Nick Cousins at five point one one. I do 5'11", not believe eleven. So yeah, eighty centimeters. So Erica Branson, who's a gigant, gigantic wow. man, comes and rolls in, and Nick Cousins and goes, "You're going to give up five inches on me, mm-hmm. and you're going to fight me." And but this the thing is that you, if you're if you're looking at a Erica Branson's thing, don't run my head into the boards. Then if you don't well, want to fight me, don't hit guys from behind. Yeah. Now it's supposed to be the officials in the league who tells you that, but they're not doing that. So that's what happens. So this is what I got to do. This is good, Branson. By the way, that was a two-one game. The Blue Jackets could have won that game, and good Branson just decided I am abandoning this hockey game. I'm abandoning this hockey game. To send him a message that the officials refused to send. And Cousins, here's the problem. Cousins got two minutes. Good Branson got 29. Didn't they get a seven-minute power play out of this? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, yeah, you can't do that. This is what happens. Yeah. Now, this is what happened. Uh, let's talk about uh, Dylan Larkin. And this one was very scary to watch. Oh. Uh, it appears now we know Dylan Larkin and Matthew Joseph uh, have a bit of a history here. Mm-hmm. We also know that Dylan Larkin's got a neck injury history. Yes. Um, but I because don't. Of Jamie Ben. So what? What? What's crazy? Yes. Oh my god! Who just wheeled oh. his stick like a fucking axe? And I don't no know. Gives a for shit for anybody who doesn't remember. It was one of the most egregious things ever done on. And was JB Ben suspended for that? Uh, that's what I'm looking up right now. I don't think he was. I think we'll, he. We'll I think he might have so, been fine. Let me let me explain the situation while Jesse's fucking looking that joke. up. Uh, Matthew Joseph and Dylan Larkin have had some history. They're a bit rival. And you know what? Again, Ottawa and Detroit are two teams that want to be competitive only one of them really is right now they got a rivalry right now. they do have a rivalry yeah, but like detroit's really taking a step forward ottawa hasn't it's we're still lacking there's still time yeah but um uh it seems as though this play when i watch it i don't see i see some sticks where they shouldn't be mm-hmm. but i don't see like i i want to take his head off it's a freak accident it, it it did feel like that so then what happens is dylan larkin so so uh, Matthew Joseph's stick is up high. His hand is up high. Hits Dylan Larkin in the side of the head. You could maybe call it roughing. For, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then he falls to the ice. David Perron, who is skating away, turns around, and all he sees is Dylan Larkin lying on the ice and Artem Zub mm-hmm. standing above him. And he goes, well, I'm going to have to kill you now. And you could see Artem Zub go, no, with the glove. Like, like please don't cross-check me it's, in the face. It's not funny. <laughs> But like it's we we talk about this all the time. We were at a Marley's game where Stuart Percy got hit from behind. Yes. One of the 19 times that he did. Uh, There's another guy that 
hockey just did not protect. And Rich Clune confetti gloves and beats up the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. Now <laughs> he I grabbed the wrong guy. The the thing I want to say about this is that Dylan Larkin is on the ice. His arm is up like this, and his other arm's like that. That's not a hockey player who's about to get up. No. Blow it dead. Blow it dead. Was the play not done? The play, yeah, no. Was they, the play dead? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, what the f is you going on? You probably couldn't hear the whistle over all the hoopla. Probably. Yeah, yeah. And then you see Matthew Joseph signaling the Detroit bench, like, get out here, get out yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I mean, this seems like a case of mistaken identity best it is and like Perron's gonna have to pay the the piper they're saying Wyshynski was saying like six to nine games and he's got no prior it's a I, little I, much I don't understand that I'm not gonna lie I don't understand that at all um and I'm usually for harsher suspensions um I think it's just the nature of it like it's unprovoked and they don't want this to happen again but you set a standard for what a cross-check to the face is. Which is Austin Matthews on Rasmus Dahlin. It's two games. Mm -hmm. And then the, every time it's happened since, the NHL goes, one game? <laughs> what, what am I going to do with a fine? <laughs> right? Like, it, they've, they so rarely meet that two-game standard. And now we're going to get six to nine for a player with no priors. If David I'm not understanding did that. this to the right guy, so let's say he goes after Parker Kelly, who was like bumping into Behind Matthew him. Joseph. It's two games. Who, who had then hit Dylan Larkin. It was that whole incident. If he goes after Kelly or Joseph, does is it less games? A hundred percent. You think it is it is it like two? Or is it one? Uh, it's. I think honestly, the part of this that everyone keeps complaining about is oh, and he grabbed the wrong guy. No so, one's focused on the fact that he cross checked. Yeah. In the so face. is he getting a four game suspension for grabbing the wrong? So if you say or, it's two, no, because it's it's six, right? We're saying six to nine. That's what Wish was was speculating. I'm not saying okay. that, that that's necessary. So it's it's going to be six to six to nine. Let's say it's six on the low end. If if you think a cross check to the face is two, is a four game suspension the correct amount for hitting the wrong guy? Because that's what that would be. I'd even like four would be stiff. That's a stiff suspension. It's going to cost them probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, six to nine. Like I just. So what should what should where be the six tax? To nine come from? What should be the because it's the tax for hitting the wrong guy. That's yes. where you're getting the extra four games. So should yes. the tax be one game? So it no, be a not one game suspension. No, you start it. It's a cross check to the face. So for me, again, I go back to Matthews and Darlene. It starts at two, yes. and then goes up. Yes. So, so so what's the tax? I'd say four. So yeah. you get an extra two because it's the wrong person. Because it's the wrong person, and also I think Matthews hit Darlene with a standing cross check. This dude flew in like <laughs> Superman. You could argue five. And mm -hmm. like, I also, this is important. And I know people always say it doesn't matter. It super matters. Is Zub hurt? Did Zub continue in that game? I don't, I don't, there's not like a major injury or anything. Okay. The injury we're worried about is Larkin, who's, they said it avoided major uh, injury, but right. is still going to be yeah. out for a little bit. And he's, I mean, he's had a, hard enough season yeah. as it is that's that's so brutal so here's what greg said he said to clarify something on david perron hearing uh that i've been i've seen questioned players who are offered an in-person hearing by the department of player safety can choose how they want the hearing so they can go to new york city on a plane or they can save the trip and do it over zoom 
And that's what they're going to do. Uh, for what it's worth, I would be extremely surprised if David Perron got double digits for this cross check on Artem Zub, who returned. Double digits? Who returned to the game. Perron doesn't have priors. The quote, heat of the moment argument is a non starter for Department of Player Safety, so it'll be between six to nine games. Now, I'm not against Perron getting that because you, as the Department of Player Safety, you literally cannot have that. You can't have that. Is, isn't he wrong with the between six and nine? Because isn't it five the minimum you sh for in That's person? His, his no, guess is between six and nine. That's you, his guess. Yeah. You have the option to do more than five with an in-person hearing. You yeah. don't have that option with anything else. Yeah, if it's if it's uh, not in-person, it's going to be four or less. Yes. Right? I believe so. I think it could be five or less. Five. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. okay. It feels like four or less, and then five over is yeah. The, I feel the full hearing. So I, I think, I think he needs a doubt. It's five to nine. I think is in there. Yeah. Spezza got fucking six, mm -hmm. six for his hit on. I think it was Josh Morrissey in a 56 but game season. The Department of no Player priors. Safety, Department of Player Safety always. If you look at who's been suspended and had no priors, they actually hit the guys with no priors harder mm -hmm. than they hit the guys with priors. It's a weird thing that happens, but when you look at like that Nick Cousins hit, <clears throat> is that any less dangerous than what Perron did to Zoop? No. But they're but but those are two tougher guys, right? And they're going to let that They're both bad. They're both bad. Right. Right. And they're different ways. But, but they're bad in different ways, but are they any less dangerous? Well, your and, 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 and body so, contact is allowed, and they allow for a margin of error with body contact. Yeah, but his you, hand They is don't like, allow try a to margin of him error or cross-checks to the face. Yeah, I think, there's, I think there's a difference between using your stick for infractions and then as opposed to using your body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, my point is, when I look at... The Spets of suspension, which should have been a suspendable play. Yeah, but the There's six came out of nowhere. Jamie Benn swinging his stick around like he he cracked Austin Matthews back in half last year to begin the season. You you want um, to talk about a but rigged league? It's weird that way. Oh. It really is. Look, if you look at for him past suspensions, it's the guys like Perron and Matthews and some of these other guys. You're like. They had no priors, and that almost seems to work against them because it's such a surprise. Yeah, because the, the point. way the rules are written is that the in, the instance is taken inside of a vacuum, right? They're not looking at things that happened before unless it's a recent suspension where you did something like a week ago or within the last couple months is actually how it's written. Um, they're not looking at like, hey, how does this guy play on a day-to-day? -day? Is he a dirty guy? Like none of that is taken into consideration. Right, which I don't know. Steve, what do you... Should. I'm, I'm trying to find... Uh, uh, Ben's penalty for uh, hospitalizing Dylan Larkin for the neck injury. I can't. I can't find it. I can't find it. Well, and this is the thing, right? So I, I just I've always found that to be a weird one. Uh, now I thought you'd find this interesting. We had a. Uh, uh, oh wait, you know what? There's more. There's more stuff to hit. Yeah, you got, we got like three more. Yeah. So I want to talk on the ice. The next one I had yeah. was. Oh, I, sorry. Just to confirm. There was no penalty called on the play, and Ben received no discipline. Fucking joke. Okay, so the next one I want to talk about is Kyle Connor and Dylan Strom. Mm -hmm. Kyle Connor, did you not see this knee on knee? Oh, yeah. I did. So Kyle Connor is, you know, shooting a backhand to the net. It's a bit of a weak shot, and Dylan yeah. Strom comes across and is like, "I'm, you're gonna leave with one less leg." Uh it's it's extremely bad. And Mark Shifley immediately steps up and fights Dylan Strom, which I respect, as he should have. Um, yep. Good for him. Strom kicked out of the game for attempt to injure, and it looks like he's going to have a meeting with Department of Player Safety as well. Um, has not been announced yet. Hasn't been announced. No, there's nothing on their Twitter account about that. that but there's the uh, see, there's this, the knee on knee there. This is the kind of hit, guys, where 
you know, I understand them wanting to throw the book at Perron. Oh, you have got to throw the book at this stuff. Kyle Connor is one of the best goal scorers in the National Hockey League. He might never be the same. Or this is the type of knee-on-knee collision where you could never be the same. And and uh, and I, I I want to understand, like, what's the purpose here? What do you what, what's Dylan Strom really trying to do? He's getting a piece of the guy. And that this is where it kind of sucks, right? Because you're like, man, I, that is a player. Kyle Connor is a guy that sells tickets. That's a guy I want to mm-hmm. watch. That's a 40 goal score multiple times. Why am I? Why is Dylan Strom on Ryan the Strom. nothing ducks? Ryan Strom. What's that? Ryan. Ryan Strom. Excuse me. Why is Ryan Strom? What is this? What the hell is this? And this is where Bad. I it's, feel it's, bad. it's really bad. You got to have. That's got to be. And this is where I feel like they should change things. Knee on knee should be a minimum. And it should be a minimum of a lot. No, they will never set standards. Like it's, I know. they refuse I know. to police the NHL in the way that society at large has deemed uh, the law should work. Yeah. Where hey, we have if you do this, you get this. They will not write that down so that Gary Bettman and George Peros can say, hey, this individual instance today, I'm feeling this way, so I'm going to hand it out. There should be a minimum punishment for all these things. Neon, especially Adam, like you're so right about this is so dangerous and has no place for anything. Same with hits from behind. Same with using your stick against somebody's head, and they won't write a rule book that has minimums for these infractions, and it's disgraceful to the sport. Of all the things, and I'll let you jump in here, sure. of all the things in hockey, neon knees bother me the most because they are completely avoidable. You don't have to do a knee on knee. It's not accident. Usually it's not by accident. One of the most difficult injuries to rehab. Well, but it's it's also one of the easiest ones to avoid. I can understand there being some gray area. Somebody hits somebody else. One person thinks it's dirty. Another person doesn't. We talk about it on this show. Put it on fucking TikTok and both sides are calling us idiots. Like, you know, <laughs> there are things that are obviously gray areas and that's part of a violent sport. And I'm into that. I like that. I get it. I don't understand this and not being like just it's such chicken shit bullshit you're a loser kind of stuff and and i hope i hope that the winnipeg jets remember this oh they've been a great team they're first in their division i hope that when they play again and i don't want when they play the ducks again strom's got to be a marked man like if the refs aren't going to do something and they did kick him out of the game but if department of player safety doesn't do something about this you know the winnipeg jets are going to see this is the dangerous thing uh, that we get into, right? And we all know that the Ducks took a number here. Or, sorry, rather, the Jets took a number here. And it's 16, by the way. And it's 16. Uh, we cannot ever, as a sport, have a repeat of Bertuzzi Moore. And and that was... That was so incredibly avoidable because what a lot of people forget about that incident... Um, so basically... I know this happened in 2003 and a lot of you are too young, so let me go back. There was a game between the Avalanche and the Canucks. Uh, Steve Moore hits Marcus Nasland, who at the time was one of the best players in the world. Yep. And it wasn't great, and I think Nasland was hurt on the play. The next time they played, the game got out of hand. The Canucks basically did not show up for a hockey game. The Avalanche killed them. It was like 8-1 or something like that, and Steve Moore had one of the goals. Moore got beat to shit all night and had to fight. Now, usually by the code, that's where it ends. You do your fight, it's over. Mm -hmm. They decided they hadn't had enough. Uh, He gets punched from behind. 
by Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, sorry, Todd Bertuzzi, while he was still standing. And multiple people involved got fined and suspended, not because of their actions during the game, but because of the premeditation of it. Right? So this is where the league has to do their fucking job here. Now, you could argue that nothing would have prevented the Canucks avalanche thing because the Canucks got their pound of flesh and decided that wasn't enough um, for that incident. But we got to be real careful with that whole taking a number shit. Um, it's got to be dealt with the right way. What are the Winnipeg Jets supposed to do? Well, this is the, the what what they've got to do is you know what? Um, here's here's an example. I think it was it was either Blake Wheeler hit Malkin or Malkin hit Wheeler. I can't remember. They're two stars who are often injured. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, one of them injured the other. And then the next time they played against each other, I th- I think it was Wheeler injured Malkin, and he goes, you know what? All right, I'll t- I'll take my lumps, and they fought, and it was done with, it was over with. Ryan Strom's got a, he I know he got kicked out of the game for intent to injure. I know he's probably going to get suspended. The way this works is he's got to willingly give the Jets. They're a pound of flesh, and it's over. And it needs to be over. Yeah, you're talking about what they can do. We can only do say what they can't do, and that's you can't injure somebody on purpose when you're playing hockey. Like, right. You can't, you can't go out there and do that. Now, here's, here's another big problem, and this is why I regularly call for longer suspensions. I think part of the reason they don't give longer suspensions is you don't get paid for those games, and it costs you a wild amount of money. And then the fines are five grand which is a joke so there's got to be some good middle ground 2.4 is that a big number does that sound like a big number 2.4 what percent okay zach hyman had his season ruined by a knee on knee hit by alex edler um years ago i can't remember which year i think that was the year that babcock put him up against bergeron in the playoffs with a bad knee with a bad knee in in a in the faceoff dot shorthanded. This dude coached Team Canada. Anyway, um, twenty eighteen I think ruined his season. Two games. That's all Edler had to pay. So if that's the standard here, and Ryan Strom can ruin the knee of one of the best goal scorers in the sport, uh, probably put him out a month or two, and it only costs him two point four percent of the season. We have a problem. Right. Now, let me move on to Vander Kane here. Um, if you didn't see the hit, Vander Kane and Jonas Brodin um, uh, were racing for a puck behind the net. This is sort of why they got rid of the the whole racing for the icing puck. I remember those. Those hits used to be devastating. It looked exactly like that, only it wasn't an icing. It, bro- it broke and, a player's femur, and I'm pretty sure. Brodin goes in to uh, play the puck, doesn't shoulder check, as far as I can remember, and uh, Kane crushes him from behind absolutely crushes him. Oh, no, he does shoulder check on the way. So what will happen? He goes like this, okay? Looks over his left shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, tries to play the puck around behind Kane because Kane is coming forward. Brodin tries to play it off his backhand, and Kane does not let up on this hit. That's a terrible hit. One bit. Uh, now, just, there are going to be people it. out there, purists. Some purists will say he shoulder checked. He should know. He should put himself in better position. The onus is on the hitter. 
I don't and the, get it. And if you look at where he hits, it's up. It's not even in the middle of the back. It's up near the neck. His arm is high. Uh, and, and it's just an, now. So uh, that's the Ryan Hartman hit yeah. right there. Like the, I the understand value. that Brodeen has a responsibility to protect himself. But what about no one ever talks about the responsibility of the guy laying you know the hit. his elbow is? Yeah, no one ever talks about the responsibility of the guy laying the hit to lay a hit properly. And I don't understand why. Because, oh, oh, oh you know, what, what do we want? Don't we want a league with hitting? Yes, there are rules around the hitting. I don't understand and we the see childlike naivety of that. We see like, clean hits all the time. Why don't you understand? We see clean hits all the time. We see clean hits all the time. And they're big, too. Literally thousands upon thousands of them every season. And they're awesome. A big clean hit is awesome. I don't... When Sam Bennett absolutely rocked Jacob Slavin's world in the third round last year, I didn't see any people crying for Slavin. No. It, it wasn't... Listen, you, you don't like seeing a guy cold cock like that. But hit got nothing because... It was a clean hit. It's a good hit. Shit. Really vicious, violent, um, devastating. But even Slavin himself was like, yep, yeah, well, clean hit. Like, it's not the no-hit league. You're being lied to. You're being lied to by people who are grasping onto something they miss and they can't even describe. You're being lied to. You Like, if you just want... Like, watch... Watch fucking uh, those slap fighting matches then. If that's all you want is just guaranteed brain damage. If, if that's something that, fuck yeah, you're super stoked about, there are other sports you can watch. But in this sport, there are rules of engagement. And I don't know why there's even a debate about this. Michael Russo tweeted that night, December 9th, Hearing no discipline is coming to Evander Kane because likely Brodeen shoulder checks uh, didn't protect himself despite the fact that Evander Kane needlessly drives his head into the glass. And like I said, oh, so it's Brodeen's fault. Go watch it's the Brodeen's head fault then because his because ah, Evander Kane's it. arm is high. Now Ryan Hartman does go after him later on in the game, but it was sort of like a nothing. Like they just sort of toss roll over not each a, other, and Hartman gets a penalty. Not according to Kane. What did he say? Kane accused Ryan Hartman of intentionally dragging his skate across Kane's face. Because uh, Hartman sort of falls over him. In Missed the, that. And he publicly to the media accused Hartman of dragging his skate across Kane's face. That's not good. That The next wild Oilers game is going to be extremely ugly. Yeah. I think. Well... So that's those are pretty some pretty big incidents in one weekend for the all for all that to happen. Yeah. Right? So Matt, if you want to bring up that one, that's uh, that's, that's Hartman on top of Kane there, uh, and he goes this way. So you'll see he goes over the top of him, and he's saying, "I hope that's not what happened." That's uh, no way. It's, it's not, not what happened. happened. It's it's Kane Stern shit. Yeah. No. Well, it's I mean he's taking he's taking attention off of his bad hit. That's gonna get no discipline. Yeah, it was because Brodeen shoulder check. What the fuck? So you shoulder checked. You know I'm coming. So I can do whatever I whatever want. I want. No one started wearing neck guards until someone died. died. 
Yeah. And nothing's going to be done about this until someone's paralyzed. I'm, uh, I'm telling you. It's it is a, it's a very odd you. explanation for why things are the way they are. I, I, I don't understand it. Uh, You're but. clearly putting the message out there. If a guy shoulder check, and you know what's gonna you know what's gonna happen now, Adam? Guys are gonna stop shoulder checking. I don't think so. I don't they're, think you want to no, die. No, they're putting the. That's a good way to die. It's a really good way to die. They talked about it on Thirty Two Thoughts today. Um, you know why do guys not protect themselves? And they're like, well, f- number one, I, I have my back to my opponent because I'm protecting the puck, and number two, I might draw a call. Hockey players are nuts. I don't. I don't think they're thinking yeah, in that moment. What if I get hurt? It's, they're thinking it's, about staying in the league. Like, there's no two ways about what a Kane did to Brodeen because he hit him in the back in the numbers, and it doesn't matter if he shoulder checked or not. That's a penalty, and the yes. refs the refs missed the call. Is what it was. I don't think that hit is a suspension. I don't no? think Kane should be suspended for that. I think it should have been a penalty on the ice. Like, I don't know if it's 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 five in a game, but I think that's what it should have been in the in the moment. And I don't know if you you suspend him because it was not called but in the moment that should have been five Mm -hmm. you hit him right in the numbers i mean anything that's five is probably considered at least a conversation when it comes to a a suspension i don't not everything that's five is suspended i agree yeah but it's it's, it 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 at least warrants a conversation definitely definitely but yeah i don't I think the the refs in the they need to get the games under control because that's that's crazy that what Ryan Hartman does there he gets the penalty and Evander Kane just to, gets to go free in that instance. I, it does feel like it was a bad bad weekend for refs. It really does. We don't yeah. even have them all like um, Eric Robertson on uh, oh, yeah. Robinson, sorry on Justin Barron in his first game uh, with the Sabers, I think. And and Kyle Ocposo called it out because. Yep. He Robinson got it was five in a game. Yes. And then what was the hit against Buffalo? We have to go back even further. What was the hit uh, against a Buffalo player that wasn't even penalized? And Ocposo basically goes, "What's the difference mm-hmm. between the two? Like we have to go back to it's Monday right now. Like what do we got to go back to? Like Thursday? Yeah. So I like there's no difference in my mind with between the Robinson hit and the Kane hit. Like it's it's the same exact hit um, that he delivers, and like so I and this was five in a game, oh and I don't God. think we think that Eric Robinson should be suspended. I think we think, hey, that's, that's five one, in a game. That's one game suspension right there. You got yeah. five in a game, and I think the same should have been handed out to Evander Kane. Also, what Ryan Hartman did was awful. Like you, you shouldn't be doing that. What the skate? It, no, just attacking Kane in the middle of the ice when there's nothing going on. You can't do that. I know, but that's what happens. That's we've we. We just talked about it with another incident. If you don't get the game under control, players yeah, that's, will police that's, it themselves. That's the point I'm trying to make. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. You could, I would even argue this Robinson hit like is more... I mean, the, the still you have on the screen right now is fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But he approaches more from the side than Kane did. But I, like, I agree. Yeah, five in a game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Octopozo's right to be frustrated. He's like, I don't understand the difference. <laughs> yeah. They're the exact same play. Um, I want to talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins a little bit. Um, Jesse Pugliarvi uh, was signed to a PTO this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And today, Kyle Dubas spoke to the media uh, and said that he believes that Mike Sullivan is the coach. He said to, quote, help us. Oh, that's always good. They are currently um, tied with the Buffalo Sabres for seventh, uh, or I guess... In the conference, I guess I could I should say, um, 
They were thirteenth in the conference. Seventh Ooh. last, or there was like a, they were seven out of a wild card spot. I was trying to say, I got too fancy is what I'm saying. They're tied with the it's Sabres good, and We've it's not there. good. Columbus Blue Jackets are only two points behind the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Ottawa what? Senators, who have played four less games, are only three points away from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And need I remind you, the, the Ottawa Senators are 500. Right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins are at a 41 winning percentage. They are behind the Montreal Canadiens, behind the bat, badly struggling Hurricanes, the Devils without Hughes. Like, it's... This is not a great... Again, we could we could talk about how things can change, and we've seen it happen. We saw St. Louis. We'll always go back to St. Louis. Um, also, if you want to see a bunch of really upset Penguins fans, you should check out our Instagram page. There is a... Uh, when we were talking about, hey, if, if the Penguins were bad, would, would Sidney Crosby play somewhere else? And there were some very upset people from Pittsburgh there. Um, guys, what, what do you do here? IG chirps are like the least intelligent ones because it's just children. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. It's just people are like people are like, don't you understand Pittsburgh? Most players stay here till the end. I'm like, you're right. Yager stayed. I can't believe someone asked who let Bro cook again. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, I I think, I I think this was a flawed team from the start. Yeah, extraordinarily flawed. And they're. Having a little bit more injury luck than they usually do. Like, usually it's... Uh, what, Latang's not out with a career-threatening injury this year? Well, like, oh, man, we didn't have to use an ECHL player before Christmas. That's pretty good for us. Like, yeah. They have the worst injury luck in Malkin's, the world. Malkin's playing a full year. And, like, and their stars are playing well, too. Really well. Really. Malkin and Crosby are far better than anyone should hope anyone in their mid to late 30s could play. So I, I want to know, and I know it's early, what's the end goal with the Penguins this year? And like Jari's not playing poorly? To me, it feels like this is Kyle Duba saying, we're trying this one last time with the Sidney Crosby group. We'll keep Sid. But I think if this continues, there's changes, major ones this offseason. Well, what are you doing? Like I, any other team. Like I, I think the reason uh, people got very upset is because we talked about the idea of Sidney Crosby not finishing his career in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. What if you don't make the playoffs this year? It'll be back to back. If you don't come close to making the playoffs, because last year they just missed it. Yep, they choked like a point or two. This year you have the potential to not just miss back to back, but go backwards, like do even worse than you did last year. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of really talented but really old players. Any other team. In the NHL, if you rip the nameplates off and just looked at the numbers and accomplishments, any other team, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that's an easy tear it down. Oh, and they also have no prospects or picks? Yeah, of course you tear it down. They don't have their first round or the third round or their fifth round this year already. Like, you either got to commit and trade all your remaining picks next year <laughs> to try to, yeah, to try to right the ship, or you do the thing any logical team would do in their position and tear it down. They have four guys currently on the roster who are emergency loans. <laughs> Holy shit. This is, this is, pro, this is Duba's textbook. Like, yeah, 100%. Just maximize the rules. Go ahead, Jess. What do you, you want to say? Just, but one, one thing uh, before I make a point about Pittsburgh, uh, before we get too far away from it, Jack Hughes is healthy. Uh, oh, he is? Uh, oh. Devils fan, Adam Wilde. I'm sorry. I have not watched the Devils much <laughs> lately. They um, haven't given he was me much out, to watch, He was though. out for a bit. And yeah, like a month he ago. Sure, he sure was out for a bit. Yeah. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, one thing I, I 
am a believer right now, currently, in Kyle Dubas sticking with the plan. Because when you look into some of the numbers, they're actually really good. And what it looks like is they just can't figure out special teams. Because right now, in so at, weird. at five on five, the Pittsburgh Penguins are fifth in the league in goals for. That's right? At again. five on five. Goals what about four. goals against? Goal, no, no. In goals four, five on five, they're fifth in league. That's great. In all situations, in goals four, they're 25th. Holy shit! So, and wow. if you look at their power play percentage right now, it currently sits at, uh, let me see, their power play percentage is third last in the league. Wow. Wow. That sure feels like a coach who's about to get fired. I feel look like who's bottom, though. The Caps and Blues. The Caps are in a playoff spot, aren't they? No, they've fallen out. Oh, yeah. they've fallen so, out? The damn Metro, man. I know, it's crazy. If, Metro's if, wild this If year. they had a decent power play, they have their, their jump from in the goals for just in, in uh, all situations skyrockets, and they're probably in a playoff spot right now. Oh, So do you just sit around and you say, let's figure out the coaching and just figure out our power play and maybe the wins start coming? Yes, because it's December. Like, I'm not saying tear down the Pittsburgh Penguins, all right? Use your ears, use your brain. I'm not saying tear down the Pittsburgh Penguins. But if this continues into the trade deadline, you have to look at it. I don't look at this and say that it's a player issue. It's a it's a it, that feels issue. like a coach issue. Well, and, not, and not even a head coach issue. It feels like your assistant coach issue. But Mike Sullivan's been there for six or seven years. Long time now. Like he won the cups with them, right? Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I lied to you because the Capitals won a couple games this weekend. So now they're back in the playoffs. That's Because it's so tight. It's so tight. It's very tight. Because uh, the but, Islanders surged. But Jesse, I think you make a really good point there, man. Like... Uh, Look at what's happened with Edmonton. You know, we just talked about Evander Kane. What we should be talking about is they're on a seven-game win streak. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I always want to call him Chuck Knobloch. He's not, but it, Chris Knobloch, their coach. <laughs> Chuck Knobloch. Because uh, I'm a baseball fan, too, you know. Um, <clears throat> the craziest stance I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Chris Knobloch's done come in and just let them be themselves. And they become themselves, and the Oilers. Oh man, that's crazy! The Oilers are good at hockey. That's so weird. Isn't that what every midseason coach does? So this is this is my question, <laughs> though. Is Dubis is really, really aggressive on certain things and really, really conservative on others? Mike Sullivan's not his coach. That's not the guy he hired. No. But if I'm Dubis, and this is how Dubis operates, guys, he's going. Okay, if not him, then who? Mike Sullivan. And Kyle Dubas probably have a good working relationship right now. I bet. I bet they're. You know, Sullivan is taking Dubas's criticisms and his praise under hat. Like, hey, do more of this, do less of that. I'm sure Mike Sullivan's being open to that. Unlike you know Brent Sutter and Brad Treliving. Um, not Brent Sutter. What the heck is the other name? one? Durham. The other one of the 18 million Sutters <laughs> right. in the NHL. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is, it seems like the Penguins are due for a coaching change. Mm -hmm. Who do you hire? And that's how Dubas looks at this stuff. A lot of a lot of teams are a lot more impetuous than that. He's very like by the book. We're going to do our system. We are going to pull Blake Snell. Uh, we are going to pull Jose Barrios in the sixth inning. I'll never forgive Dubas for fucking saying. That. I know, like he is that kind of guy. So who do you hire? It's not going to be Bruce Boudreau. Who are you going to hire? So wait, we agree that the team is fine. I don't. It's a coaching problem. I, I no, would agree. And he's not going to do anything about the coaching problem. I think problem. that's a compelling and, argument that Jesse made. And Adam, you you briefly mentioned uh, goals goals against, and I wanted to get the goals for stat in there. If you look at the goals against, it's the Kings, 
the Boston Bruins, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's so what are we doing? Crazy. What are, it's a coaching issue. It's a coaching issue. You know what? They should go out and get Eric Carlson, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jake Gensel, Chris Letang. Like, how the, why isn't this working? That right. should work. And it is working based on a lot of numbers, except in certain situations where you can derive coaching strategy from. Can it's we, not working with the Penguins. Can we look at what their shorthanded ranks at in the NHL? Is there a, is there a, like their what shorthanded you, percentage? What, what is their special team plus minus? So basically, how many power play goals do they have and how many shorthanded goals do they have against? Can you or or sorry, how many? I'm looking for their shorthanded percentage. I'm not even how, looking that their far. Their penalty kill percentage. Yeah. Or what's their, their, what's their PK percentage? Their PK percentage is decent. Um, it's uh, top half of the league. I had what it here. Fuck? What? Yeah. No. Their penalty. The penalty kill. They're sitting tenth. Then what about like, the power play? What? That's what I'm telling you. The power play fucking sucks, and that seems to be the only how? issue. They're 10th wow. in the league in the penalty kill. They're bought. They're literally third from the bottom in power play. They're in five on five all situations. They're fifth in the league. And in all situations, goal for the 25th. It's a power play issue. So they must not even be getting. <laughs> so their power play is bad by percentages. And they also must not be getting many opportunities. What's their power play percentage right now? 9.5. Holy shit. That's unbelievable. That's, that's unbelievable. an above. Okay, in comparison, the top team in the league on the on the PP <laughs> is the New, <laughs> New Jersey Devils who are <laughs> shooting at a 30 or scoring at a 32% rate. So the all, that's a death sentence. 32 and 9? So you know all how many they, goals there are in that chasm of percentage? All they have to do is get it to 15% and they're in the playoffs. Like... It's this might be Who's a little bit of a coaching coach? issue. Fix your fucking coaching, Dubis. So, okay, what is net power? Okay, what's net PP percentage and net PK percentage? Um, net is power play. Net per that's the uh, difference between the PP and the PK. Ah, so where yeah. do they rank there? On the net PP is. Uh, dead last, four point one percent. I think we might have found it there, folks. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Holy they're shit. dead last. They're, they're with the Blackhawks at the bottom. They're getting thirty-two point eight shots per game. They're getting demolished good. on on the fucking power play. They can't score. They're out shooting their opponents every game. Who's who's Jeez. the which Adam? Do you know which assistant coach there's running the power play? I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm re currently reading PenguinPoop.com. <laughs> because there was an article in October about how potentially uh, they should make uh, changes. Now, Todd Reardon and Mike Vellucci, who both have head coaching experience in the NHL, are assistant coaches wow. currently. Um, but Reardon, Reardon was the guy that replaced Barry Trotz. Uh, Vellucci won the Calder Cup with Charlotte in 2019. And I still can't get a read on who the offensive coach is here. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, they just guys, say associate coach. Hold on. It's a goaltending issue. Tristan Jar Jari has a 918. What the fuck? 918 <laughs> in 2023. That's you know, incredible. <laughs> no, it's a fucking goaltending issue. That's got to be Their one of the best. goalie's amazing. In that 20 games, he has a 918. That's got to be one of the best in the league. If, if you had said, if any, you know, we all do season previews and we're, we're just guessing, right? Oh, yeah. If anybody in their season preview anywhere said, you know what, guys? Yeah. The thing that'll hold the Penguins back this year is a bullshit power play. I it won't be any of the other issues. It won't be over-reliance on... They got a hundred point defenseman. A, a goaltender who, who, who was up and down. It won't be any of that. It'll be... I'm sorry, Sidney Crosby, Eric Carlson, and Evgeny Malkin can't get it done. So this is Dubas Blake Snelling it again. Because we've gone through it and we're like, they're good at this, they're good at this, they're good at this, they're good at this. This is the obvious problem. 
And he's like, no, absolutely not. I'm sure. See, I'm sure they're trying. I always give credit to the guys who are actually in the game because if I realize something just looking at public numbers, I'm sure they know it and they're trying. Yes. But whatever you're trying isn't working. Mid-season arrives fast. Whatever you're doing, The difference... Between, like, what are we, 25 games into the season for them? Yeah. The difference between 10 to 15 games into the season versus 25 is, hey, we're going to get out of it versus full-blown crisis. This is, 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 the, is the clock not closer to midnight for the Pittsburgh Penguins than it is for almost any other team in the league? Like, just based on roster construction. They're old, they're fucking old, mm-hmm. but talented. Mm-hmm. Great individual talent. They are, no team is better primed for a rebuild <laughs> than the Pittsburgh Panthers. If they decide to pull the trigger on that, no one's better equipped. But if they can get their power play going and get they the, can playoffs, win the cup, then fire, <laughs> they can then, win the then, cup. Then, then shoot every pick you have into the sun and, and augment that roster. So, it's like when the power play goes away in the playoffs, like who wants to play Pittsburgh? Nobody. <laughs> they gotta Nobody. get there. They Nobody. gotta, they get, gotta there. get there. Yeah. And one of the oldest forward groups in the entire National Hockey League. No one on their roster currently is under the age of twenty three. Yeah. In and, terms of the and forwards. Achari's out, Nieto's out, uh yeah. P.O. Joseph's out, Chad Brewheel's out. So That's yeah. not sinking you. It's not good. It's not but good. it's it's not No, Nola Achari's not gonna fix your power play. And if it does, you're a bad team. I want to. Didn't he get some time in the Leafs second unit? Um, like there are some things to talk about, like or positive things to talk about. Uh, Mark Johnstone. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's a little funny because he was an AHL contract with the Marlies, and Duba said, mm-hmm. "I'm so fucking smart. I'm going to take him and bring him to Pittsburgh. He's got an NHL deal and he's playing NHL games. Good for him." Yeah, that was yep. a great story to see. Great story. Uh, really cool. Here's one that sucks. Jeff Carter on the last year of his deal. $3.125 million. Now, this contract sucked. This is a Ron Hextall-era contract, but this contract sucked the second it's, it was signed, and Penguins fans have been grumbling about it since he, it was signed. He fell off the moon. Guys, he had 29 points in 79 games last year. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That was the first of the three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Because before that, he had 45 in 76 games. Yeah. This year, he has played 20 games. Mm-hmm. How many points does Jeff Carter have? Okay, so here's the game. David Kampf has six. Mm-hmm. Does he have more than David Kampf? I'm going to say yes. Okay. He has eight. Okay, Jesse, what do you, what's your guess? Seven. See, the ga- game you should have played is, does he have more points than Connor Brown? Oh, oh my oh, God! No. And he has one more point than Connor Brown. Oh. How many? Two points <laughs> in 20 games. Connor Brown, 19 games, one assist. How many points does Reeves have? Uh, I think one? more. Uh, no, he's got two. He's got he's got one. He's got one. So Ryan, Ryan Reeves, Reeves and Jeff Carter have the same amount of points this year? Yeah. No, Jeff Carter's got one more point. Same amount of goals, though. Jeff Carter's got three points. One point. Oh, and Ryan. Carter, two points. Connor Brown with one point. Ryan Jeff Carter Reeves. has a goal and an assist. Ryan Reeves has one goal. One goal. One goal. And that's it. And he's okay. played one last game. So Jeff Carter's got two more points than Steve Dangle this year. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's rough. How is he in the lineup? Because he makes 3.125, man. Where's he playing? Because no one is going to... Nobody. Nobody is Aren't taking Aren't you paying that. attention? No. Like, what's his uh, oh, line oh. look like? Where's he playing? In the... 
Um, it probably looks like NHL player, NHL player, ship anchor. Yeah, yeah. Emergency loan, emergency loan. Carter, Eller, Hinestroza is what they got for third line. Oh, dear. It's not great. It's not great. They have a John Gruden? Yeah, went from the, Wow, they uh, had to call up the Marley's head coach. Went from the Raiders to That's the right. Penguins. The Raiders to Marley's head coach to Penguins <laughs> fourth line. Stop naming your kids John Gruden. There's too many. <laughs> There's a lot of them. And, that's and, that's, and, that's you know enough. What? The most famous John Gruden does have a great reputation. So you no, I don't know anything about that. Not. So maybe you want to stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't doing pregame speeches like, man, the Taliban really had it together. But uh, like oh, Sean Jesus McCormick. Right. Sean McCormick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. If anybody didn't get that reference, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean McCormick, who's the head McDermott. coach, McDermott. Oh, McDermott is the head coach of the the Bills. He gave a speech in 2019 talking about getting on the same page and referenced. The Taliban. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't it Al Qaeda? Al Qaeda and the memes from it have been hysterical. Uh, it's it, and he apologized for it, by the way. It just resurfaced online. The point is, <laughs> the Penguins don't make sense right now ex on the power play. What do you do? <laughs> what do you? What is do Carter you do? on their power play? Do you figure out who who's the coach? I can't. They no. just say associate coaches. It's Reardon or the other guy, Volucci. Uh, according to Daily Faceoff, is they say Volucci Malkin. New? According to Daily Faceoff, they say Malkin, Crosby, Gensel, Latang, Carlson. I mean, that's what you would put out there. What's the second one? Uh, Jeff Carter, Lars Eller, uh, Valor. Can you give me that last? Terry Pustinen, Pustinen, Riley Smith, and Marcus Pedersen. Dude, he can't be on your second unit. There's no justification for it. He has two points. He's averaging a point every ten games. The the thing is though. That first power play unit, it should never get to the second because that never first no, unit should score a million goals in two seconds. By the way, Riley Smith has also been a really good pickup for the Pens this year. People have been pretty happy with him. At what point? Okay, I want to know how often Chris Letang is taken off the first power play unit for a forward. Like, couldn't you have switched uh, Letang and Pedersen? throw Riley Smith up there. And yeah. I tell you what, you can take the first unit off the ice because they fucking suck. But Steve, are you really going to tell Chris Letang that he can't play power play minutes? Yes, because I'm an NHL coach and you're on my NHL team. Get off the ice if you can't score. Is, it's not has, 2016 anymore. It's not 2017 anymore. I don't know if he's been bad, but I can tell you the whole power play has been bad. It's the reason they're not points. in the playoff spot right now. 13 points. Latang? Yeah. Good for him. Eric Carlson has, I'm just looking it up because I don't know, 19 points. I'm not talking about scratching the guy. I'm just talking about switching up the power play. You mm -hmm. could, fuck it, put Carlson there. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Carlson already has two power play goals this year, too. What is that, half of them? <laughs> Probably. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. That's something. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, um,. 0 for 37. Their last 37 attempts. That was that was the other stat I wanted Their to throw. Their power out. play? Yeah. 0 for 37? <laughs> last 37 times they've hit the ice. Zero goals. Donut. That was as of two days ago. So generally, Dubas has had good power plays in the NHL. There have been some stinkers at the Leafs, though. There have been some stinkers. And remember the year where they, I mean... They couldn't keep the puck in play. They couldn't keep it on the playing surface. That's right. They And they weren't able to fix it. So 
if all that needs to be fixed is the power play, there is some evidence that that's just simply not going to happen. There was a year, because like I remember we're talking about it and being like, if this team with these stars is not in the top five in power play in the league, it's not good enough. No, oh, I know. And there was, I think it was 2020 or... 2021, one of the, I, you know, with the pandemic. They've had the same preposterous knows. top power play unit forever. Mm-hmm. And it's been working for the Leafs. Yes. But there was a point where they couldn't figure it out. And I think they made a coaching change, um, like an assistant coaching change. It was Manny Malhotra was the power play guy. And everyone was like, okay, we like him. We want to keep him. Get him off the power play. And they replaced him with Spencer Carberry, who was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And is now coaching the Caps. Yes. The all-time record for longest streak without a power play goal is 51 consecutive power plays. So there are a few games away. You uh, probably get four a game. That They get 2.9 a game. Just, you know, I got these stats already for it. They get around 2.9 a game on average this season so far. The last time they scored a power play goal was November 11th. So it'll be a full month oh, man. Uh, by the time the next... They, they that, that's a, no, that's today, Jesse. Today's December 11th. Okay, perfect. Power play goal in they, a month that you got crossed. Eric Carlson scored a month ago <laughs> on the power play, and they haven't scored since. So they're, How many total power play goals do they have? Can we look that up? The total, like, actual... Like, oh, like actual goals. Yeah. Uh, Things that have gone in the net. Tickle yeah, the time. Yeah. Right. I don't. I can't do it all. Okay. Also, I Penguins fans. What a story. I think. Wow. I don't think yeah. we, we as Leaf fans properly warned you about the sheer amount of unexplainable bullshit that seems to file. <laughs> just seems to follow Dubas around. Yeah. Yeah. That's unexplainable. Get used to it. There's there's some what stuff the you're like, this doesn't that? make any sense. Yeah. What is that? We'll, we'll melt your brain. Oh my God! Has everyone that you've put on waivers got claimed, or did that stop? I think that stopped. They did put someone on waivers today to make room for Puyarvi. I think mm, here, he, here he comes. Yeah. Uh, I hope you don't have their jersey. Whoever it is, they're gone. Anyways, yeah. that's the uh, that's the situation with the Penguins' power play. Wow. It'd be it's gonna be fun to see if they break the record. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they go, I don't know. Like, what do they need? About a half a month to hit fifty-one ish, depending they, on. At around two point nine a game, they play the Leafs on Saturday. Don't worry. Oh, this Saturday? Oh, Pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that's and I'm streaming watch. it. And I'm streaming it. Power play watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh baby. So they need to go power play goal list for this week. We're following this all week. Oh yeah. That's all. Like I, the only reason I'll watch Sports Center in the morning. Arizona. Is to find out if they did it. Arizona tomorrow. I want to say. Well, the Leafs playing the Islanders tonight. Islanders, Rangers, someone on Thursday, Penguins on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, a so four game week. When I think it's Blue Jackets on Thursday. Penguins are hosting Arizona. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. So that'll be an interesting one. And then in between the Leafs, they also got the Canadians on Wednesday, and then the Leafs Saturday. Ooh. So there's gonna be two games in between. We'll see if they score a power play goal. Maybe they'll get the bump. Let's that see if Crosby scores up. against his future team. So the the Ca- Arizona Coyotes. Oh, I thought you meant the Coyotes. No, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. Man. I wouldn't be surprised. The Coyotes have been pretty good. Just mad Penguins fans, angry, mm. super mad. Um, Listen, be mad at us for the right. Reason. Did I mention that the Leafs hold the record? No, you did. The fifty-one. Did they really? Yeah, what that's, year? I don't. I don't. I didn't have the article I was reading. Didn't have the uh, year that the Leafs set the record, but the Leafs I'd be surprised the, if they didn't. The Leafs are the owner. I mean, it's the free space. <laughs> like every negative record there is, it's the free. Space. Yeah, they. They are. Yeah. Uh, it's an abomination. By the way, just a quick hilarious thing. E, can you name the uh, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback? Mm-hmm. I can. Uh, is it Jared Goff? Jesse. Easton Stick. 
Stop. Justin Herbert went out, and their backup quarterback is named Easton Stick. And he plays football. Yeah. Now, he's Did, an, I feel like he's got to be an honorary Canadian. This is Gary Bettman's legacy. There's a human being. Named Easton. There's a professional athlete named Easton Stick. And he doesn't play hockey. Okay. That is Gary Bettman's legacy. There is an actual human being whose name on their birth certificate is Easton Stick. Mm -hmm. And they're a professional football player. That's right. Fire Bettman. Unbelievable. Hilarious. That ruined my day. Hilarious. Told me that. <laughs> um, do we want it? That's like a, a Louisville slugger stepping up to the uh, eighth hole in the PGA <laughs> Tour. What the? F yes. Now, I got I to gotta ask you guys about this because we do have to talk about it. Friday after we recorded the show. There was a report from John Paul Morosi, who it appears was misled by some bad information, saying that Shohei Otani was on a private jet to Toronto. Turns out it was somebody at Shohei Otani's agency, CAA, which is a massive agency, by the way, like enormous, one of the biggest in the world. Uh, and they represent everybody. Robert Hershevitz, who you'd know from uh, Dragon's Den. Um, it was not Shohei Otani. It was later reported that he's at home in SoCal, probably just chilling. That report was out there for at least an hour before we found out. No, he's just at his house. Now, we found out the contract terms. Shohei Otani inevitably going to the Dodgers for 10 years, $700 million. Apparently, the Jays were in that wheelhouse. But that report was what pushed the Dodgers to step up and offer what they did. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's apparently how the events went. The, the Dodgers blog, too. The, oh yeah, there was like a Dodgers blog that was like, yeah, Otani's going to Toronto. And then they doubled down the next day after the Morosi thing was uh, refuted. They're like, no, he's signing in Toronto. And like an hour later, he posted on Instagram. So I, I think there's been, there's, been so, there's been a wide breadth of, of reactions to this. Jesse, you did a show on it. Yeah, on Saturday. What, yep. was your, what was your feeling? What'd you come away with with this? There's a number of different feelings like it's such a there's a whole bunch of complex emotions because you're disappointed that the Blue Jays didn't do it. This is one of the greatest baseball players of all time if he keeps this up and based on what he's done so far. And we thought the Jays were close to getting him and it wasn't the case. And because that because the media led Jays fans to believe that they were so close to getting him, you feel kind of used. You feel kind of used like JP Morosi used Jays fans for clicks and all these blogs, you know. They didn't your job is to report on info. We trust you and you have this role because you're a good reporter and the fact that you're putting out blatant lies you feel used as a Jays well, fan. So in his defense he does work for a tabloid. Oh sorry he works for the MLB network. Yeah and having his report reposted on the MLB network's Instagram and those things like that. It was on the just, MLB's official Twitter. Yeah and adding credibility to the report you feel just disappointed and betrayed by uh, media types like that and you you and then you come to grips with like hey the team isn't being folded you know if you're like <laughs> myself who's a, a I think a pretty hardcore Jays fan it's like there's still pieces out there and they're going to be a really good team this year and they're going to contend for a playoff spot and they have a world series window here with all the good talent they have and there's still a lot of free agents that they can get and and cody bellinger's girlfriend posting a picture of the toronto skyline even though but, that picture was not people people were smart enough to say that's not a real that's not from today no because it was a cloudy day 
And they're like, that the, is not. It's he, just the. Hold that up, Google it. It's the GTA meme. It's here we go again. Yeah. You know? Isn't so, that hilarious? And, but like that is, did we not learn from this weekend? Like, just no. chill? But just, what if I don't want to chill? Well, I, I, I enjoy no, it. But then, no, but then fuck, you don't have to. Fuck all that. No, fuck you, all that. You don't have to chill. But if you're if you're ready to be like wildly disappointed and get upset at the internet and do all that stuff, then you're doing it to yourself. But I'm going to sit back and just wait till they actually sign somebody. John Morosi works for the MLB yeah, Network. That, that's that's not what I'm referring to in okay, the specific good. instance. I'm talking about going to a girlfriend's Insta Instagram account, taking a the oh, screenshot of the story, and then freaking out if he doesn't sign in Toronto. Like those sorts of things. Yeah, like, you got it. You, you gotta, did yeah. that. If you're upset, then like yeah. that's not the John Morosi thing is complete betrayal by a a source that is the MLB. He got burned. Yes. He got burned he by got a source. Burned. Like he'll never recover from this from a reputation. No, that, that's how I'm going to remember John Morosi for the rest of his career. See, I feel like listen, we've had it's other over. we've had other in, <laughs> in, in, insiders um who have gotten burned and recently and bad. Oh yeah. Not just missing a thing like completely missing the boat. And I'm not going to reference it because all that does is create a pylon situation, but yes. I can remember one recently and people have moved on. And, you know, I think it's funny that people are like, oh, Morosi's dead to me. He might be, but Morosi's going to be fine. He's also a genuinely good person who has nothing but positive things to say about this country. So what? And he got fucking burned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 here's the, the part. The league got burned. Yeah. Yes, because he represents them, I guess. Yeah. Right? What chafes me is the, uh, is the John Heyman article um, saying the oh. uh, that, that, you know, frankly... Outside of hockey, can you know Toronto's a small market. And who does he work for? The New York Post, MLB Network. Well, no, it's in his but bio. that article is in the New York Post. Yeah, yeah, he was writing for the New York Post. Yeah, yeah. that was a New York Post article. You know, he works and for I, the league's broadcaster, I can't even he's saying that shit. I can't even blame um, an American for saying that. I can't because you. America, to Americans, is the big country, and it, I mean it's hard to argue with. But I feel like um, what bothers me about it is it ignores the fact that I think the Blue Jays' television ratings are, like, enormous compared to other teams. Like, mm -hmm. like it's not even close. Yeah. How well, And I understand that doesn't count in the States, but the Jays are hugely followed up here, perhaps almost as much as some of the big franchises in the, in the MLB. It, it's almost inarguable. Absolutely. Let me read what he wrote. Because it's as egregious as Adam is describing. Yeah, it. sorry, I haven't done a great job here. Come he on. says, no offense to the Toronto Blue Jays. There's always something good that comes after that sentence. No offense to the Toronto Blue Jays, rumored in the final days to be making progress. By your coworker. But, but this is much better for Major League Baseball. Fuck you. I know I will be accused of being an American, but the Dodgers are a storied franchise in the franchise of Jackie Robinson, Sandy Koufax, and Vin Scully. Baseball will be better for it. And he continues, Sorry, but reality is reality. The Jays are a fine team and organization. They've made the playoffs three of the last five years. Toronto is a beautiful city too, but for non-hockey sports, there's a small-time feel to the place. So, I want to ask you this. Oh, good. This is a team that put is putting like $300 million into their renovations. They have the highest television ratings in the league. When the team is good, they're an, they're a sellout every night, mm -hmm. and that's not like a Leaf sellout, which is eighteen thousand. We're talking fifty thousand people. Okay, what I find particularly interesting about this, and again, I guess it comes back to location, is that if we're talking about what's great for the game of baseball, the 
the the division that the Jays are in is the most competitive every year and has been for the last 25 years. Yeah. Every year. Yankees and, and Red Sox fans seeing Shohei Otani a billion times a year is bad for the sport. No, you're right, John. And here's the thing. L.A., sorry, but you play the late game. Most people that are watching baseball on the East Coast are not staying up for that. And there's more people on the East Coast. And and the ratings are higher on the East Coast. That's That's every league. That's not just the MLB. So to make the claim... I understand that the Dodgers are a storied franchise. Brooklyn, L.A., totally understand that. Totally get it. But I don't understand how Shohei Otani coming up to Toronto would be bad for baseball if 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 an entire country is going to embrace it. There's a bigger concentration of bigger TV markets in the East Coast than there is on the West. Yes. It is spread out there. It is easier to become a star on the East Coast than it is the West. And by the way, the the Dodgers are, are L.A.'s team. The, the Angels are Anaheim's team. They were always called the Anaheim Angels until recently where they changed it to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim because they were trying to dip into the L.A. TV market. And now they're it's just the L.A. Angels. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're, they're an Anaheim team. Yes, but the, the saying, oh, Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax and Vin Scully, that's like, oh, yeah, um, this person should sign in Montreal because of Maurice Richard and Jean Beliveau yeah. and Georges Vesna. They're, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I That's think ancient history. But you got to remember, for his audience, they don't care. It, oh, it's just—it's so easy. You it's remember, just hey, listen, masturbatory, you, like what yes. waxing poetically and, and about wh- the past. Somebody that we that I find extremely entertaining, whether I agree with him or not. Stephen A. Smith. You remember what, what happened when he would the things he would say about the Raptors when they went to the finals, the things they would say about Canada. The fact that asshole. when the Jays made the playoffs in 2015, one of the announcers from the MLB Network said that we had an ocean next to our city. That was the most, and he was in the city. That was one of the most insulting things ever. That broadcast crew that they put on the 2015 uh, ALDS. It was a former baseball player. Oh my God, it was awful. So, so the, awful. The, all that is to say, Toronto fans uh, can forgive and, and forget. If you look at what happened with Vince Carter, we've been spurned before. That guy was a total asshole on the way out. But he had a great legacy while he was here. He left a legacy. Put, up, put a mark on the franchise. Doug Gilmore. No one really talks about this. And I love Doug Gilmore. He's my favorite player of all time. Soon as the Leafs got a sniff of we're not that good anymore, he was like, fucking trade me. And they did. And, and, and there were some, there were some other stars that have and left. And he has a banner. <laughs> 100%. And deservedly so. Yeah. I love Doug, but that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I here think, for five minutes. I think the Jays fans can get over the Otani thing. I think what is annoying is uh, when everybody comes out and goes, good, because fuck you guys. That mm-hmm. is the, that's the part that I don't mind an insider getting burned and me getting yeah. jacked up. For the hour that I thought Otani was coming here, I was bouncing off the walls in my apartment. <laughs> I, you can never take that away from me. It was a great hour. It was fantastic. But what I cannot stand is to support a decision that Otani made himself. We have to demean an entire country and a city. I don't understand that. Like, just say, hey, uh, you know what? The MLB probably likes this because the ratings and blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. You don't have to say, eh, Canada's kind of small market. Toronto's kind of small market. As long as It's just like, it just sucks. Like, why do you, you don't have to do that. As long as we're ripping on John Heyman for being shitty at his job. Um, he said, uh, I know I'm going to get cu- accused of being an American. Mm-hmm. Well, you are an American. Correct. Mm-hmm. I accuse you. 
of being the one sentence in there that i'll never forgive Heyman for is the small small time thing it's just so blatantly untrue. I question whether or not he's ever been here. No, yeah, like he's he been, has no idea. He's been here, guys. He has well, no he's a idea. fucking idiot. And saying we're small okay. time for everything that's non-hockey. Like the Raptors are the 10th most valuable franchise in the NBA. You missed that parade there, John? <laughs> Two million people <laughs> well, at the what, Raptors. Cable parade. out that oh, day yeah. there, John. In terms well, they of, didn't cover it, did they, John? In terms of simply the numbers and the television media market, Toronto is the fourth largest in in north america that it's, includes mexico city by the way yeah it is uh new york la chicago and then toronto like I, I've, I've been there's, hearing, there's nothing small town about our, our city the tampa bay rays have a team like uh, i don't know toronto just, is by the just, way slightly bigger than chicago it's just, just throw that out there yeah mm-hmm. that was that's recent it's it's arrogant it's ignorant I got it's, it's, 2023 numbers. It's it's By every the media market, okay, the metro fair population. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's nine. It's 2. it's every arrogant and ignorant stereotype that Americans hate about themselves. Honestly, I feel like every time I go to the states, uh, Americans don't speak to you as much as they just apologize for other Americans. And I'm like, guys, we can have a conversation here. You don't you don't need to do that. Um, and this just it sets relations back with. Uh, uh, like I, you don't, this guy doesn't have any knowledge of the world. Well, and I, I don't think he cares cause I don't think he has to. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, it is what it is. I just think for me, I can get over, I, I, I can get, I can watch a, a guy that I trust get burned by a source. I can even watch the sports net sports network, excuse me, shame me for it. I'm fine with that. Cause I felt a little shamed by that some of the so, stuff. That was bullshit. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I will be. Uh, uh, I, I, I just don't understand why you need to demean Canada, which is perfectly fine in minding its own business, to support a guy who just signed the biggest contract in MLB history. I don't care that the agency played off, the, the teams off on one another. I don't care that they played with the fans' hearts. That's kind of being a sport sports fan. That's the way it goes. Don't care. I just feel like I, you just it's just a cheap shot and it's bullshit. And I do hope this. I hope the Jays use this as um, a a really great pitch for anybody else that comes here. Not just this season, but going forward. You know, this is a this is a great place. They got that great facility in Dunedin. They're they're actually creating a baseball stadium. They got an owner that is a committed fan. Ed Rogers is a committed baseball fan. Wants them to win. So when players come here, they're going to be beloved. It's it's a it's no. it's a like there are guys. Still signing autographs every year from the 92s and 93 teams. Still. 92, 93? Yeah, what are you talking from about? Like, from like the 2011 <laughs> shit teams yeah. that no one cared, no one allegedly cared about. We worshiped these teams and they didn't even do anything. Yeah, 100%. You know yeah, how I love Lyle Overbay? <laughs> oh my God. That's still one of my favorite things. Intros? There was some dude who was just blackout drunk at a game and every time he came up to bat, he would stand, he would get up out of his seat and go, Lyle Overbay. <laughs> the big O in case you didn't know who he was talking about. I yeah. still have a Travis Snyder jersey that I love looking at. I also Snyder I love looking at it. He was unreal. Is that right? What? Wear it? Tra- my Travis Snyder. Well, Travis I have Snyder. I have like a new jersey, a oh, okay. blue jersey. So I wear is that, that one. Is that the black J one? Yeah, it's okay. the, the yeah. J's across the front. How many black, white, and uh, blue uh, Brett Laurie jerseys are still walking oh. around the city, frayed? Like oh, they've yeah. been in the laundry machine, God knows how many hundreds of times, and people are still wearing them. People love the blue jays. I, like, but I, John McDonald. 
John. You still see John McDonald. <laughs> Munanori Kawasaki. Well, you he, cannot go to a section at a Jays game without seeing a 66. Who is a bench player at best. Mm-hmm. Marked a walk-off once. Yeah. This summer, one of the best moments for the Jays this entire summer because they had a disaster of a season, even though they made the playoffs. It was the team that everybody hated. The best part was when they brought out Joey Bats and they put his name in the legend uh, ring of excellence or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Yes. They put his name up there and they brought out most of the 2015 team and some of the 2016 team and they were all out there on the field and that was so freaking cool it brought a tear to my eye to see all of those guys out there and that dude didn't win shit they won a couple rounds of the playoffs but they held this city in the palm of their hand and it was magical the the city is obsessed with these sports teams and calling it small town is just disgraceful so here's what i hope I hope the Jays go out because they do have a good roster. They can they can augment this roster. There are players on the market that they can do. They've got a great pitching staff. If they could learn to hit the ball again, they'll be <laughs> laughing. Uh, and I don't know if you've been watching Alejandro Kirk's uh, Instagram. That guy is in the gym every day. Jack oh, working? Oh, yeah. Jack. Nice. Dude, Jack. Love it. Um, I would love to see. Wouldn't it be great? Careful. Stephen A might call you fat. I would love a Blue Jays Dodgers World Series because it would be fun to see Jay, Otani versus the team that he he kind of that w- that was the runner up for him. Well, I think that would be an amazing story. And I think, and this is the other part I want to add, and this is my whole point in starting this out, specifically the Leafs, for one reason, and the Raptors and Jays for another, need to do a better job in their respective leagues with players, with agents, with media, of showing people how great it is to live here. And, and, and every I, NBA podcast just talks about how fun Toronto is. Right. That's all I ever and, see. And all start- from guys who have been here. Yes. Yeah. If you, if you haven't been here, you get this American attitude. You do. And I think that the Jays, and I think that the Raptors specifically for that reason, because they're the only teams in Canada, need to go above and beyond with the PR campaign in order to get these guys, in order to bring these guys north of the border. Because... If you win, you're going to get statues. I'd love to see a Dodgers Blue Jays World Series too, but Adam, the, I think the biggest question is, would they even air it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It would be bad for the ratings, right? Be a disaster. <laughs> they cancel. <laughs> yeah. And the Leafs need to do it because listen, that you know there there are guys who are like oh, it's just too much media, can't handle it. The Leafs, by the way, it's so funny when people say that about the Leafs because that seems to be the thing. Um, nobody knows this, but the Leafs PR people are among the strictest in the league oh, you yeah. can't get an interview you cannot get one and and there's they made a team for that. that was almost entirely rookies and said you can't speak to the rookies yeah you here's here's uh, here's matt hunwick and, and everyone matt just hunwick. dealt with it yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 wild so anyway the, the, yeah the leafs need to do like a d media campaign where it's like no it's okay yeah we'll play here no, we do protect you man Gary, <laughs> gary's on it yeah. yeah anyway um let's uh Hit the button. Let's hit the button. That's it. I don't. Why did that get me so hot? All weekend I was pissed about that shit. About about the the Heyman stuff. Yeah. I think it's somebody insulted your country and you yeah. love living here. Goddamn right. I, I mean, it's, what's wrong with that? Nothing makes Canadians more patriotic than Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.